the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on The Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the best of the Catholic High School League games. Join us for live play-by-play coverage each week this fall. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Cush Paint, Nahez Recruiting, Balance of Nature, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, and Siena Heights University. Welcome back to Wayne State University. Just about underway here in this prep kickoff classic game. It's the Muskegon Big Reds and the home kind of Cell Pilots here today. Jeremy out alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call. And why I say that is because, yes, this is their home field. I believe they're actually using their locker room today as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of a neutral site just because of the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic, but all things considered, it's a home game, right? Yeah, by all means, this is a home game for De La Salle. I mean, forget the fact that Zenith has come on here and thrown a couple stickers up. This is De La Salle's home field, and they will make their way now uh, from the east and come out of the field. Or is that Muskegon? That is Muskegon actually making their way on the Big Reds uh, all the way in. But, yeah, to your point, this is De La Salle. Should be feeling good, comfortable at home. However, it was this scenario two years ago, and uh, De La Salle has not had success here. But let's be honest, some of the matchups they've had have been challenging ones as well, Jeremy, to be fair. But uh, this is a multiple off- multiple veer offense for Muskegon. And, 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 you know, we talked about the weapons and the challenge ahead uh, with Martinez, a guy that uh, rushed for over 2,500 yards last year. Uh, this is an offense that will hit you many ways defensively. You have to have De La Salle on their toes and ready to defend, number one, that quarterback, Cameron Martinez. That's where everything starts for the Big Reds. Some other keys to the game, what do you think? Yeah, I think the big key for De La Salle is to establish yards on first down. I know that sounds cliche, but they have to get yards on first down against this Muskegon defense. I think keeping Muskegon off balance, a little play action, but you have to get success in the run game early if you're De La Salle. When you look at uh, the weather conditions, pretty much perfect here today. Not much of a wind. We saw a big whipping wind uh, yesterday in our game featuring Orchard Lake St. Mary's in Dakota. What a way to kick off our high school football season. 28-14 to 14 was the final score in that one, and it really was close until the end despite the two touchdown score i mean you had the pick six by orchard lake st mary's with just under three minutes to go and that sealed the game in the end but we talked about it all night long yesterday 
it was a win that St. Mary's needed from a confidence standpoint to get back on the map because it was back-to-back seasons where they just did not have an Orchard Lake season, if you will. I mean, you look at 2018, 3-6, they missed the playoffs. 2017, 2-6, they missed the playoffs. Before that, three straight years of state championships. They're looking to get back to that level. Will they make it all the way this year? Who knows? But at least playoffs are on the, the mind of the Eaglets right now. Yeah, uh, you had two teams yesterday in Dakota and St. Mary's that were kind of looking to get better. We had disappointing seasons the pre- previous season and trying to improve. These two teams, you couldn't get any better last year for De La Salle. They were state champs. And then you look at Muskegon. They've won it five of the last six years. They got to the state title game last year and lost in Division Three. But they're trying not to take a step back, whereas St. Mary's and the other guys are trying to get forward, no doubt. But expectations certainly heavy for these two teams. We'll see if they're both ready for it here tonight in Detroit. And we'll talk about it a little bit more as the broadcast progresses when we look at some other scores, but also a big Catholic League win here at the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic was Brother Rice over Utica Eisenhower, a tight one. That's another program. They've made the playoffs the last couple of years, but they're still not Rice level, what you expect. It's hard to tell. Rice won the game 7 nothing. We don't really know how much uh, improved Utica Eisenhower is. They did lose a lot last year, so a win's a win, but yeah, you would expect Rice to put up more points on paper. Um, that said, it's week one, and nobody really truly shows themselves until week three after some of the smoke clears, but yeah, a win, probably a win that most Catholic League folks thought would be a larger margin victory for Rice. Well, did you know there's a credit union for Catholics? That's right, Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They have a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, a great mobile app, everything you need to manage your money. They're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships, financial literacy programs, and event sponsorships. So if you're Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Kickoff is next on the Patriot. Don't go anywhere. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior Football back right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriots. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action. The Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC Conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week as we follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here FM 1015 and AM 1400, The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Happening now, the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Pilots in their purple jerseys with the script yellow De La Salle across the front, the white numbers. Muskegon Big Reds on the other end and their base whites with the maroon numbers and the maroon helmets. As we get ready for this football game here today, the crowd's still finally in. It's a heavy De La Salle crowd as you'd expect and 
They're still coming from that far gate to our right. Sunny skies, field for the most part, filled with shadows. That'll continue to be a factor in the next half hour or so. You think the left side is uh, a lot more sun-soaked than the right side. But these two teams are ready to do battle, Chad Bush. Feels like a Friday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, it felt kind of like a Friday yesterday, though, too, <laughs> it did. didn't it? With, with football my... starting on a Thursday. Exactly. Driving home thinking, all right, it's Friday night. Get home, the wife says, it's Thursday. <laughs> oh, no, I got to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> so, yeah, this was, uh, was pretty cool to have a couple of Fridays in a row. De La Salle is going to receive to begin this game here today. And you mentioned the weather. It is certainly worth repeating. It is absolutely gorgeous. Draw it up as a perfect day. There is a little bit of wind, but not like last night. Weather's not going to play a factor here tonight, partner. Sun could early, as you mentioned, the shadows cast, but here we go. Let's rock and roll. Right to left, the kick will come. It's driven by Tarrant Walker here as he curves it to the far sideline and hold everything. We have a flag at the 40-yard line right in front of us. Well, way to start it. It's like the it's like the jump ball, the the ref throws up in basketball and he throws it lopsided and they got to restart it. <laughs> That's kind of awkward. It is. But how about Muskegon? They come out in full force. We saw them on this field, did we not? Against De La Salle. We did a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. So De La Salle has had success. Deepest man for La Salle is Brent Stanley. They're going to move this football back to the thirty-five yard line here. Right to left it comes, and they'll do it again here as they spread out. Solid crowd across the way. Visitors, Muskegon, that's a long way to come. Three and a half, four hours. They've made the trip. Big numbers over there for the Big Red. Little pop-up kick that's going to float to the 25-yard line here. Stanley comes up to take it. Got some shifting space up to the 35-yard line. Going to spring himself up to the 37 down the heart of the field, and that's where this talented De La Salle offense will come out. They're led by number 11, Anthony Stepnitz, the senior. He got injured on this very field last year in week four and had to miss the rest of the year. So that's something you say, oh, boy, our quarterback goes down. This is our state championship chances going down. No, they you know they used two, three, four guys <laughs> down the stretch and made it work. They did, J.C. Ford uh, et al. And, and this is a guy in Stepnitz that, Mike Gidoni feels very comfortable with. He says, we click. And when a coach and a quarterback have that, you know, you've got good synergies brewing. Stepped it's under center. The wing tee offense here for De La Salle. Going to play action here. Just floats it up to the near sideline. Has a man cutting up to the 40, but overthrows him. About 10 yards. It's Justice Scott, the running back, coming up on that little out route to the near sideline. Second down and 10. Well, that was a situation where the receiver broke off into a post route. And Stepnitz threw a flag route or a corner route. And so miscommunication there. But I like the play call by Giannone on first down. Get him off guard. Try to throw the ball. Try to loosen up this tough, tight, physical Muskegon defense. Stepnitz has a lone wide receiver on the near side. He wants to keep it on the ground this time around. It's a fumble, though, at the 35-yard line. And just like that, Muskegon hops on it. A quick turnover gives the Big Reds great field position at the 35-yard line. It was Billy Roberts, the senior tight end slash defensive end, who jumped on that. That's the name we're going to be saying all night long for Muskegon. And with just 11.46 left to play in quarter number one, they take it back. 
They get the ball at the 38-yard line, wonderful field position, second play of the game, a fumble on a bot snap. And you talk about Stepnitz out since week four, that's part of the problem. Not a lot of not a lot of reps, but you give Muskegon good field position, wow, this is not what Mike Giannone drew up. Here's Cameron Martinez, a six-foot-tall, 190-pound senior quarterback, one of the best players in the state. Option pitch to the right side, looking to get it into their talented hands of Jepri Henderson, a guy will call all night long of the running back position. He gains two yards far side in front of his own bench, second and eight. Yeah, nice stop that time uh, by number 33 who came up and made the stop. That's William Beasley. We're going to call his number a lot. He's just a sophomore. He's a linebacker, sort of an undersized linebacker, but he can run and they like him on the outside because he can make open field tackles just like that on one of the premier runners in this state. Martinez in the gun with two wideouts to his left and right. It's Henderson to his left hip. Going to fake it to him. Wants to throw near his side. Has a man across the sideline. He looks for Henderson in the second play, second straight play. This time on the pass. It's incomplete. Into the end of the De La Salle bench, third and eight. Yeah, De La Salle uh, brings the blitz and forces the quarterback, Martinez, into an errant pass. Good job of bringing two defenders, one from the outside and one from the inside. On the blitz, incomplete pass, and it's third down. Perhaps four-down territory, though, Jeremy, with Muskegon already in De La Salle's territory thanks to the turnover. Tehran Walker, the lone back in the pistol behind Cameron Martinez here. Two wideouts this side, two in tight towards the slot on the far side. Babbage looks to blitz along with Grant Tuton. And I believe it was Babbage who jumped first. And that's going to make this third down a lot easier potentially. Yeah, and it's four-down territory, so you put him... You put him in a spot where it's now uh, third and three, and, and that's just not uh, what you're looking for. This is a defense, by the way, for De La Salle, uh, who gave up an average of seven points a game in five state tournament game, five state playoff games last year. Very impressive. Third down and three for this Muskegon offense. Man in motion in the backfield. They keep it to Henderson up the middle. Check that. It's Walker. He's very close to a first down. It looks like De La Salle might have stuffed him by a half a yard. Yeah, some, some guys crashing down there, but cleaned up by Justin Desmond, who came in from his defensive end spot. But that middle was plugged up there. Uh, Darrell Murray, the senior, D-lineman with a big first hit there. And now they force him into a fourth and short, Jeremy. No doubt they're going for it, right? I would think so. Might just keep it in the hands of Cameron Martinez here. Guy who broke the Muskegon School rushing record last year at the quarterback position. Man in motion to the backfield. It is an option pitch to the backfield as Martinez gets good space into the hands of Oaks. Oaks hits the corner. He's at the 10-yard line and driven out at about the 6 on the near sideline. That's a nice job on the read by Oaks to hit the outside right away. Yeah, Oaks was dead to rights. They had the pitch, and I thought, oh, De La Salle has leverage on the outside, but a juke to the outside. He cuts inside, and you see what Tyrese Oaks is all about. Their number two receiver, who got the ball that time and made a big-time play. He's a great athlete. So first down and goal from the six-yard line here on the near hash as Cameron Martinez communicates with his sideline on the far side. They ship personnel as they get Jordan Porter, a talented tight end, to the right side of the line. Look for him. He has very soft hands in this type of situation in the red zone here. Option. Martinez going to keep it. Swerves down the middle, pushes himself inside the five. Up to the three-yard line. Good job by the pilot defense to read that all the way. It was Babich who came up from his linebacker spot to make that 
tackle. He's a big one. He's, he's their leader on that defense, and, and their task continues to climb here as Muskegon is huge up front. And, and, and so De La Salle is also going to counter with Tuton, of course, the Ohio State commit, who's now the three technique. He didn't play defense much last year. Shotgun formation here for Martinez. He motions a man to his right. Going to keep the football, though, in a broken play. Look for the option, and De La Salle was all over it for a two-yard loss. Chasing him from behind was Lovelace, and he smacked him to the five-yard line. That's going to bring up third and goal. How about Lovelace? He's the guy. Came up, filled it, held on for dear life. Martinez had nowhere to go, and lo and behold, partner, we got a third and five. That was a loss on the play. This De La Salle defense is sub- Special, and they uh, they need to come up with two more plays. So third and goal from about the five-yard line here on the near hash. Martinez in the pistol. Keeps it himself again, looking to go right side. Babbitt's trying to chase him down, and with help, he does that, shy of the goal line. It was Dylan Wilson who cleaned it up at the one-and-a-half-yard line. So now this brings up fourth. And goal. Our second, fourth, and one of the drive already. And this one's for all the marbles in the first possession for Muskegon. So in this scoreless game, we got a fourth and goal from the one. This is fun. Muskegon taking a long look for the plate call into the far sideline. So many weapons for this offense, too, Jeremy. Multiple fear. I mean, you got Martinez, and you've got Crowley on the outside. Kitchen, Watts, we haven't even seen much. A lot of options here on goal line as they go tight. Martinez in the gun with Walker to his right. They send a man in motion as well. It's Martinez who jumps in midair trying to pile his way through, and he does. He stretched that football into the yellow end zone here at Wayne State, and that gives Muskegon a 6-0 lead. He runs behind the massive number 66, Jamarius Dickerson, the sophomore, paving the way. And uh, that's just too easy of a touchdown. But Martinez, again, you get guys in motion, and you've got to track three guys in that veer option. Forget about it. Martinez kept it and said, I'll take it myself. And uh, he has got the Muskegon Big Reds on the board. So here for the first time, we see a guy that they like at kicker in Jose Gutierrez. He's had a really good summer for this Muskegon squad. I think he's going to continually improve as the year goes on. Snap is a good one. The hold is a good one. And the kick is up and through along that right side. Muskegon takes a 7 to nothing lead. Thanks to another balance of nature touchdown. Here with 8.15 to go in the first quarter in FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. If you need versatility and high performance in an epoxy coating, look no further than Rust-Oleum's High Performance 9100 Direct-to-Metal Epoxy Mastic at Cush Paint in Roseville. Instead of multiple coats of epoxy, just one is all you'll need with a 9100 system. Apply it to steel beams, towers, structural steel, concrete floors, conveyors, storage tanks, and more. It also comes in a variety of colors. When ordering Rust-Oleum 9100 System DTM Epoxy Mastic, mention the Patriot and get 10% off at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on the Patriot.
Welcome back to Wayne State University. 7-0 is our score in favor of the visitors on the scoreboard. The Muskegon Big Reds. Here's a kickoff for De La Salle. They're second of the game. Looking to spread this out to the 35-yard line. Still chugging and hustling and getting out of arm tackles. Here is a great return of Brett Stanley for De La Salle as he takes it up to the 45-yard line. And that maybe kickstarts this De La Salle offense again. Well, De La Salle's average starting field position right now, the 41-yard line. And uh, they've ran just two plays. So we'll see on this drive what the real De La Salle offense is all about. Of course, just two plays last drive, an incomplete pass and a botched snap fumble, right? Just two plays on that drive. And then an eight-play, 34-yard drive that ate up two and a half minutes for Muskegon. One-yard touchdown run by Martinez, 7-0 Muskegon. Stepped it's under center of the wing T formation here. He's going to hand it off directly to Muzi Kuhari, one of the talented guys that really was one of those guys that came on at the end of last year. Is a guy that Mike Giannone awarded more and more touches to as the state playoff run developed. This one loses a yard back to the 45, still in DLSL territory, second and 11. He's one of the guys they like. It's a, a plethora of running backs they're going to offer. Uh, you talked about Kuhari. You'll see Pilianoni. You'll also see Stanley in there. And uh, watch out for Ricky Pearson on the outside. He's their top threat. Second and 11. Man in motion to the far side here for De La Salle. It's Beasley. Wants to throw, though. Has a man just curling at the 48-yard line into Muskegon territory. That's Braden Babich, top receiver for De La Salle this year. Brings up a third and a long five. Yeah, he found a hole, Jeremy, right in the middle. Just kind of came back, a little curl route. It's only five yards, but that's all right. You're across midfield. You're into Muskegon territory by a yard. Nothing wrong with that. I like that. A nice, short, comfortable pass uh, to get Stepnitz comfortable as well. T. in the pass game last year, had 63 receptions for 1,204 yards out of guys who've all graduated. Mm. That only accounts for a couple hundred yards back from last year. One of those big men was Josh DeBerry. Teared it up for four straight years here at De La Salle. I heard he's on the travel roster. Yeah, screen pass right side here to Braden Babbage trying to fight a, against almost what was a face mask here on the near sideline. I think he tugged away in time, though, as he's up to the 45-yard line, just about a half-yard shy. It's going to bring up fourth and about one. How about that? This game has seen three fourth and ones already, and we have only played less than uh, the first half, so... That is uh, interesting. Big fourth down already. And directly behind Stepnitz here is Brett Stanley. We've already seen him carry the ball a couple times. And in motion to the right is Stritzinger. It's Michael Stritzinger. They had a really good back in Allen Stritzinger just a few years ago. Now they're delaying. And yeah. Maybe just trying to draw him off here and Muskegon's not biting at all yeah they're gonna draw him off and now take a delay game and now punt but I, I don't understand why you're not lining up and trying to draw him off sides that's not a real attempt to draw anybody off sides nobody believes it when your quarterback's standing back here sure why not get underneath and try to draw somebody off sides I don't understand that but Mike Giannone has won four state titles I'm not questioning him but I am I just don't know why they wouldn't try to draw him off Hepler going to punt it away. Average 37 yards per attempt last year from the punting game. Camps out at the 38-yard line. Good snap. Right about the letters for him. High punt. 
going to be a perfect one in the end. It's going to take a good bounce if they can keep it in play. DeLaSalle chasing it back to the one-yard line. Wow. And hopping on it right there is Matthew Bushen. Muskegon's going to be pinned up to their own end zone on the one with 524 to go in a 7-0 game. That thing rolled 18 yards after it hit and just took a perfect club members bounce down to the one-yard line of Muskegon. They're uh, in the shadows of their end zone here in the south goal. Chance for De La Salle's defense to make a statement now. And, hey, look, maybe force a turnover. Get the short field possession again. Uh, this is a chance, though, and, and we'll see how they defend this. It's going to be interesting to see how they try to blitz and maybe attack and get something in the, in the end zone. Force of safety. Martinez looking to work his team out of a tough situation here. Takes the snap, going to take it for himself. Has space up the middle, and he does just exactly what he needed to do. Drives across the five, lunges to the six-yard line. Not only draws them space, but makes it a second down and very manageable four. Muskegon's gigantic up front. I mean, they're just big. And, and I mean, this is a task and a challenge. And Toutant is not out there right now. Mike Ginoni said he's going to try to spell him. Uh, but but Ginoni says, hey, stay close to me, big fella, <laughs> uh, because Toutant's going both ways. But uh, that's we'll see how Muskegon tries to attack him with him out of the lineup. And remember, this is a Muskegon offensive line that's missing four to five of their starters from last year. They averaged 330 pounds on the mm. offensive line. Mm-hmm. Hand off and a movement play to the near sideline, looking to shift himself inbounds as Miles Walton. He gains the 10 and up to the 12-yard line, enough for a first down. to go in this first quarter. 7-0 the lead for Muskegon here as they have the football. Marching right to left across your radio dial. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring the call here today. Lucas Camariotis, Marcus Burns, Brian Boleski, our engineers today. Muskegon coaches are next just in the booth, and they wanted a late hit there in their right. That was a late hit, and uh, they missed it. So, Dilasal anyways had given up the first down but it could have been very costly had they stopped him short and got the flag martinez takes a shotgun snap he's just going to keep it and barrel it up the middle he's up to the 13 yard line here he lasalle all over that is a couple converging pilots came in we're going to give the main tackle to justin desmond and keep it to a gain of two second and eight Desmond a bit undersized on that D-line, but yeah, Jeremy, he just shot in from his end spot, caved in. Tutant back into the lineup for De La Salle. Take a note of this. Tutant back in there at the three technique. The three technique is opposite of the guard and the right guard if you're Muskegon. Trips to the right for Cam Martinez. He's in the gun. Has a single wide out to the near side as well. Martinez wants a screen right. Has a man, but that's going to be Nothing as Miles Watson fell down as soon as he caught the football. That's going to be behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of about four. Back to the eight. Brings up third and 12. Was a quick hitter. They wanted to get him out in space, and Martinez blew it. He threw it low. Gave his receiver nothing to work with against a fast, aggressive De La Salle defense, which they are. <laughs> you better deliver it on point and on the numbers. That time it was low, and they lost yardage. That brings some pressure here if you're De La Salle. You read my mind, brother, and I like that already. I agree. Martinez still in the gun. Two wideouts to his left and right this time. 
He wants Watson in motion here. Backs up to pass in the shadow of his own end zone. Nearly got, coughed up the football, not trying to get out as they nearly barrel him in for his safety. He does reach that football on the body out to about the two-yard line. Galloping on his back was Michael Young Jr., the force this year and last year for the Steel Cell defense. He leads the front. Oh, he almost had a safety, Jeremy. Had him right at the goal line. And you know what? Martinez is a smart player. He reached that football out. Even when he was close, knew it. That's a heady play. He's a smart kid. And uh, Deal Sal almost stripped it when he put that ball out. He was lucky to hold on to it. Great play by the defense of the Pilots to hold Muskegon. And they're going to get great field position again, Jeremy Otto. Clock frozen at 2.09. As they talk it over, we're going to take a break. 7 nothing is the score in favor of Muskegon here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. Hey, it's Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. So thrilled to be in Detroit with all of my camp house buddies. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. God bless America. Good morning, everybody. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. Billy, let's go fishing. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Saturday morning at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening live to the CHSL Game of the Week. Well, the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone, you have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And their first-rate mobile app allows you to access your account anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit, and credit union members can use nearly 30,000 surcharge-free ATMs around the country. Whether you're looking for a lot of help manage your money or just a little, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today, federally insured by NCUA. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Muskegon back out there to punt it away from the shadow of their own end zone. And this is a bad punt. Blocked. Taken up in the air by De La Salle in the end at the 12-yard line. And that is where they're going to take over. It was Matthew Bushin again who makes a play here on special teams. He was the guy that downed it back at the one-yard line to get basically in this situation. And now he sets up the offense even better. Yeah, De La Salle gets it done in the special teams. Blocked punt. Just got a hand on it and then caught and returned inside the 10 down to the 7-yard line. How about it, partner? Great job by De La Salle to respond. So their average field position now is about the 30-yard line of Muskegon. <laughs> They've had the ball on their own 38. Uh, they're, they're 45, and now Muskegon's 7. De La Salle's got to get on the board here. So Stepnitz is back out there. He is Stanley and Muzi Kuhari directly behind him. A guy... In both of them. And has got a couple touches so far today. It's Stanley who gets it trying to spin move at the line of scrimmage. But nothing there as Muskegon gobbles him up right at the line of scrimmage. It's second down and ten. De La Salle has had the starting field position. But the time of possession has been all on the side of Muskegon. And De La Salle now, you just got to feel that they don't have any confidence offensively in that ground game. They just haven't had any Chance to get traction to have reps to get it done. Now they're in a second and seven, and, and this is uh, confidence. They need some yards here, Jeremy. Single wide out to this right side. 
So, man, we'll see probably at some point today. Harvell the third. They want Kuhari across the right side, trying to barrel his way to the end zone, but nothing there. Great read. Sorry, that was uh, 44, just Jordan Rogers who took that football. Tyrese Oaks came over to make the tackle. It's going to be about a half-yard loss, maybe more. It's going to be a third and eight, third and goal, but from the eight-yard line. Yeah, and an obvious passing down here for De La Salle. And, you know, this is a situation where the team speed of Muskegon down in this goal line, along with that stout front three or front four, really presents challenges. We'll see what De La Salle does. Screen pass might be an option here. 47 seconds left in this first quarter, 7-0 Muskegon. Rogers in motion to the right side. They keep it up the middle, though. It's Brett Stanley who twirls for a couple yards. Tyron Walker was right there again. It's fourth and goal from the seven. Yeah, field goal time. We're going to see how good this kicker is. I think Giannone said he was confident with him up to about 35 yards or so. And this is uh, 25. So this should these are points that De La Salle needs to get on the board Time's running out in the first quarter. They may not get this off. Down to six seconds. They're calling for the snap. Not sure they will get it off. It will rise through in time as the field goal is no good, though. Off to the left and just at the mouth of the tent behind the uprights there. So that's a win for Muskegon and a tough one to swallow for Gilesell as they took that football at about the 15-yard line. That's going to end the first quarter of play. 7-0 is the score in favor of Muskegon. Here on our Catholic League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Back in like January, February, I'd like get home, make myself something to eat, blah, blah, blah. My girlfriend works nights. By like 8.30, 8 o'clock, I'd be in bed. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if this is what the rest of life is like, I'm doomed. Today is day 14 of me taking balance of nature. My energy level's through the roof. It took me like five years of hearing it on talk radio to actually try it. The difference is night and day. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Now, back to the CHSL Game of the Week. Jeremy and Chad back with you here from Wayne State. Tom Adams Field, great place for football. We'll be here, I'm sure, at least a couple times throughout the regular season. Muskegon takes it first down and 10 from the 20 as they look to air it out with the arm of Cameron Martinez for the first time. Way down the field. It's over the head, though, of... Amari Crowley, a guy at some point we'll probably see at QB. Maybe not this game, but uh, week three, four, five, six, he's going to be a factor at that position. Yeah, and they tried to go deep on Lovelace. He had good coverage, and it's the first time you said it. We've seen Martinez really air it out, and that was a bomb. They're trying to attack that De La Salle secondary, and I would expect him to try to do that, but I think their bread and butter is going to be the ground game against this De La Salle team. Their secondary uh, has been much improved. 
from earlier in camp. They've just gotten a lot better. A lot of the guys they missed from last year, though, it's it's not improved from a year ago. That's that's not the statement I'm making, but they've gotten better as the preseason's gone on. Martinez in the pistol. He has four wideouts in total, one in tight to the line to his right. Sends that man in motion. Going to keep it himself on the option, though, as Martinez is swallowed in the backfield for about a three-yard loss. De La Salle all over that once again. It's uh, Roberts, or Jacob Janicki, I believe, and McCullum surrounding him. Third down and 13. Nice play. And, and that was just team football and covering up the runner. These are tough, tough backs to bring down. Powerful legs. Martinez leading the way quarterback with the ground game. But great job by De La Salle to wrap up. And now a big third down and a long third down. Same situation they were in last time, Jeremy, when they nearly picked up a safety. Martinez in the gun now. Looks to throw it. He has some major pressure on his backside, though has to get rid of it. He does at the 25-yard line. And making the catch up there is Henderson coming out of the backfield. And Henderson is still going to be about a four-yard shy of a first down up to the 26-yard line. Henderson, Japri Henderson is an electric kid. He's a two-way guy, a slot and a DB. Tried to get away. De La Salle defended that wonderfully. The defensive backs stayed disciplined. And just enough pressure to get him short of the first down, as you said. And another punt by Muskegon. Again, De La Salle's defense keeping him in, but the offense has yet to show up. Quentin Reynolds in to punt it away here for Muskegon. Two men back deep for the Pilots. It's Brett Stanley and Robert McCullum. Puts a pretty good foot into this one. Much better than the previous punt, which was blocked. It floats right into the hands of McCollum at the 40-yard line. And he's smacked to the turf at the 48 on the far side by Muskegon's Pierre Johnson. Yeah, this is, again, the third time that De La Salle will be in uh, Muskegon territory. Now they're actually going to mark it at the 48. You get the point. Um, this offense has to do something. And Mike Giannone's trying to figure out what they can do, believe me. Um, this is a chance where you make adjustments, and we'll see what De La Salle can do offensively after they've adjusted a couple times. An extra word from Giannone and his offensive coordinator before Stephens and company march back out to the field. First down and 10 from their own territory, barely at the 48-yard line. They're marked on the far hash. They move right to left in the second quarter. Stepnitz in the shotgun, going to fake the handoff, keep it for himself, and gain nothing. It's going to be a loss of a half yard, an easy slam to the turf once again by Pierre Johnson on the far side. Call it a loss of one second and 11. De La Salle is negative on the ground against Muskegon. We knew it would be tough tracking, and uh, it's hard to make money against Muskegon on the ground. A team that went undefeated all the way through last year until their last game. And another team from Detroit got him. Martin Luther King beat him in the state championship. That was a bit of an upset by some, at least. 41-25, the final score in that one, too. So fairly convincing in the end for the Crusaders. Mm -hmm. Stepnitz rearing back as a man downfield. Hits him, but he dropped it at the 15-yard line. Ouch! Leaning down the middle of the field was Brett Stanley. He was off and gone if he caught that football. They sandwiched it in between two corners at about the 15-yard line back for Muskegon. It was Oaks and Lewis, two good ones. It sure was. Good call on that. Both guys got toasted and wide open and off his hands. What a throw by Stepnitz. If I'm De La Salle and I'm their fans, 
I'm excited for that play because I see the young man can throw the football. You got to hang on to it. You get a chance, you get a crack, and you drop it. Brett Stanley's much better than that. We've seen it. Third down and 11. Braden Babbitt's their best wide receiver is into the game now for Harvell. Stepnitz still in the shotgun. He has Kuhari to his right. Wants to throw again a much shorter slant pass. Looking for Babbitt cutting forward at the 45-yard line. He was hooked close to his helmet there, which made him fall down by Kobe Lewis. It's going to bring up a fourth and 11. Yeah, deal sales punt again. Hmm. I got it with one first down in this game. Is that about right? Uh, they had the play. But that's a play now that, unfortunately for De La Salle, that Muskegon's going to go back. You think they're going to get beat again deep? No. With that speed? could be tough to do. Uh, so, I mean, that's a play. It's just going to be a gut-wrencher for De La Salle. They go to the sidelines again, and they're still scoreless. Colby Lewis and Miles Walton back deep here for Muskegon. Hepler to punt it away. Camps under the 35-yard line. More of a line drive spinning punt. It's going to rain to the 25-yard line. Fumbled, and De La Salle has it at the 25. A sliding play to get on top of that football. Did you see who that was, Jim? You know what? I did not partner, but a fumble and a botched play by the kick returner, and I missed the number, but he ran up. Five yards to go after a low wobbling, uh, I should say a low liner wobbler. You never do that. He bobbled it. He dropped it, and De La Salle... You believe it? They have the football inside the 25 of Muskegon again. So last time they had it in this type of territory, they had to kick a field goal and they missed it wide left. It's still 7-0 Muskegon with 9.55 to go in the second quarter. And this pilot offense will again be given a gift opportunity if they can capitalize here. Are you ready for their field position? De La Salle's? Sure. Their own 38, their own 45, Muskegon 7, and now Muskegon's 24. That's pretty incredible. Stepnitz backs up to throw in tight to the line. Now rolls right, faces pressure, just throws one wildly out to about the chains. It's over the head of the diving Justin Desmond. Seeing some time on offense here. Senior tight end, more of a defensive back on the other side, but that's going to bring up second down and ten. Jordan Porter was hunting him from the backside, and Stepnitz had to get rid of it. Good coverage that time by Muskegon and De La Salle in uh, great field position on second down, needs to get five yards. That's what they're saying right now. We need five yards. Then we got two plays to get five yards. They feel they can get that, but they need yards here after going zero on the first down. Clock stopped at 949, 7-0 is the Muskegon lead here in quarter number two. Stepnitz in the gun. He has Kuhari to his right, wants to throw, faces some more pressure. He's going to be sacked, but it's going to be a face mask as well. Charging in and pushing him to the turf right away was Julius Sims a little bit too aggressively. Boy, would that would have been a huge loss yep. as he was back at about the 37-yard line. The line of scrimmage is all the way up to the 24, but it's all for naught in the end. 15 yards that would have been lost on that play. Now it's going to be 15 yards the other way. That's a 30-yard advantage and mm. difference. And, I mean, you cannot give the ball or breaks to De La Salle anymore. I'm handing you this pen because... <laughs> I was wondering, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm beside myself if De La Salle doesn't score here because they've been granted uh, about every position you could ever want. They've been given an open note test to Mrs. Smith's sixth grade or sixth hour class. I heard you filled a couple of those. Oh, many. 
Oh, yeah, bottom of my class, OLSM 94. <laughs> bottom, bottom barrel, bottom we better, 10%. We better check those records to make sure you actually graduated. I'm street smart, brother. <laughs> I'm street smart. Don't put me in the classroom, though. No, this is uh, just a big transition. They're going to mark this thing all the way back inside the 20, down to the 19, Jeremy. Wow. Stepton's in the gun. Two wideouts to his left, one to the far side here. He is Kuhari to his left, hit at the hip at the running back position. He's just going to keep it up the middle is Stepnitz as he spins his way to the 16-yard line. It's going to be third and one. That's the best run of the night, right? That's the best run of the night, and why not keep doing it? Because Stepnitz looks like a guy that knows what he's doing, and he's smart, and he can read the defense, and then that read option, that's what you need. That was a nice read and carry and toughness by Stepnitz to get it done with the legs. Little timeout, what do we got? Reset the shot clock or the play clock. Get ahead of myself, huh? Yeah, really. <laughs> 9.06 to go in the second. It's 7 nothing in favor of Muskegon. We haven't even started uh, college football yet, and we're talking about shot clocks. Oh, no. What's wrong? We'll both have to get into that mode at some point. Mm-hmm. Two backs behind Stemptitz. He's under center this time around. First time we've seen that in a... Wow, that's a big hole up the left side for Brett Stanley. He explodes through, and De La Salle is an extra point away from tying up the football game. 16-yard Stanley touchdown, an explosion up the gut. And that is right off the fanny, a two-tot. The Ohio State commit, but how about Stanley making up for it a bit? That's the guy that dropped the touchdown, right? Well, how about he gets it right back. They go back to him. And he gets him a touchdown. 16-yard Stanley, extra point away from tying this thing up in midtown. Here's Daniel Hepler. Drives that right foot straight to the uprights this time around. 7-7 seven to seven is our score with 8.44 to go. Thanks to another balance of nature touchdown. You're in our Catholic League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. Happening now, the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. Seven all. Here with 8.44 still to go in the second frame. Daniel Hepler out there going to squib this kick. Pops at the 20. Lunges itself to the 25-yard line here. Muskegon wants to return. Turning the corner on the right side is Quentin Reynolds. Talented returner here for Muskegon. Can't find much room, though, as he ranges up to the 27-yard line, just to the left of the numbers. It was Griffin Phillips on special teams who galloped upon him in the end. Yeah, a bunch of pilots crashing into the helmets of the Muskegon Big Reds. The red helmets and white and white. This is a big drive for Muskegon. They have uh, really been limited in their offense since that first drive at which they scored a touchdown uh, all the way back in the first quarter with 8.15 to go. 
So Cameron Martinez and company back out there. He's in the pistol. Trips to his left. One in the slot. One man on the near side in front of our eyes as well. Martinez on the option keep. Sees a flag before that play starts. That play or that drive, scoring drive by De La Salle, was a five-play, 24-yard drive. Two minutes, 16 seconds. Stanley with a 16-yard touchdown run. 7-7 De La Salle at the 844 mark. They're going to wave off the flag. You know what's really nice? Yeah. The refs are mic'd up today. Ah, big time for yeah. the Zenith Ref Kickoff <laughs> Classic. You know, I thought I saw a high school ref. Oh, no, it was a little league ref. Really? I went to the Shelby Lions game. Yeah. And they had, in Little League Junior Football, these are 11, 12-year-olds, a ref with a mic. Really? Yeah. I was like, that? whoa, wait a minute. We can't even get this at uh, Division One football at times. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's nice they have it here at Wayne State. Tom Adams Field, what a beautiful facility. I want to say thank you to Jeff Weiss for being so good to get us in here. Also, thanks to Marcus and Lucas in the house helping us out. Hand out to Tommy Watts as he looks to go far sideline. Barrels over a Gilesell man at the 30 up to the 31-yard line. That was Tyler Gerling. He was bold over on the far side. He might be feeling it a little bit now. It's seconds and six. He lost the battle. He won the war. He's down after a four-yard game, but, yeah, he did get trucked. And now Gilesell is going to check out Lucas Malinowski on the all-name team for Gilesell. 8.01 to go here in the second quarter. 7-7 is our score. Second and six as they scrimmage from their own side of the field at the 31-yard line here. Martinez with the option keep to his rights. And De La Salle is all over that. He does gain a couple yards, but it was a convergence of pilots led by double three. Will Beasley, the talented sophomore linebacker, brother of Drew Beasley. Some real good football blood there. Makes it third and five. He's coming up from his safety slash linebacker spot. I think he took uh, Dobbs' spot, did he not? Jacob Dobbs, who's uh, over doing great things at Holy Cross. And um, one of the talented fellows that moved on from last year. I asked Mike Giannone, hey, who are some guys you really miss from last year? You graduated 21. He said Dobbs is certainly at the top of the list. Yeah, he sure did. Dobbs DeBerry. Ballancourt, Matowski, yes. Caminos, Nolan Schultz. Right. All guys, for the most part, who've moved on to the next level. And you Danny talked Matowski. about Josh DePerry, yeah. Josh DePerry making the travel squad as well. Danny Matowski at CMU. Mike Dana is at University of Michigan. The De La Salle kid made the transfer from CMU to Michigan. What do you think of that? Guys jumping up at levels. You know, you do well at a mid-major level, and they want to go high major. What do you think of that? Well, you know, in, in today's age, I think it's fine. I mean, it, guys have to do what they have to do to make it to the next level. Sport, especially a, a sport like football, you have such a small window. Depending on what position, any position is, is dangerous. But uh, I think if you have the opportunity, you got to take it. Yeah. It hurts if you're, you know, the Mac schools around here and or the yeah. other D1s who are maybe not at the caliber of Michigan, Michigan State, well, Ohio State. firsthand. Sure. Yeah. Well, UAD and a team in green and Ipsy. Third down and five. It's a short five. With 7.08 to go here in quarter number two. Martinez with the direct run to his right. He does this a lot. First to speed at the 40-yard line. Cuts at the 50. Another spinning move up to the 40-yard line and finally tumble down at the 38. 
It's a nice run off a guy who led Muskegon for a school record last year, 38 rushing touchdowns. 30-yard run, Jeremy, and boy, we have not seen him really get loose on the ground in this game yet. We do there. And he gets himself a nice chunk of change into De La Salle territory. This is really the first drive that's been a real drive for either team. Both teams have had short fields pretty much the whole game. That's how Muskegon scored their first touchdown. So this is really kind of the first time we've seen real football established in a drive-like scenario tonight. We're almost to halftime. Martinez in the pistol. He has two wideouts to his left, one to the near side. Takes the snap, a little high, looks left, throws one low, and it's caught, but they probably in the end won't get much out of it as Quentin Reynolds was on his backside as soon as he caught that football for the second time today. He will gain four. Well, it's G- a second and six. I'm sorry, partner. Giannone's on the field, waving his arm, saying that was incomplete. That hit the ground. And it was a low throw by Martinez. I have not been impressed with his short game accuracy at all, uh, or any accuracy for that matter, but that was a hitch route. That's a five, six yard standard route. And he threw it low. And, and that's we've seen that a couple times tonight. Credit De La Salle to that, but that was a play that... Uh, Ooh, they're going to come together and call it incomplete. So Mike Ginoni on the field gets his wish. Referees come together. They talk about it. And now Shane Fairfield comes over and says, wait a minute. I'm 113 and 20. I've been to six straight title games. You're not going to give me that call? Ginoni says, this is my town, and this is my turf. Get out of town, Adams. Mike Giannone on the near side in his bright white polo. Long pants in the shades down there. Shane Fairfield on the other end in the gray zip-up. Long khaki pants as well as these two coaches do battle in the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic. Seconds and 10 with 6.20 to go in a 7-7 game in the second quarter. Martinez in the pistol. Looks like DeLaSalle jumped again. Mm-hmm. It sure did. Right in the middle of that line. That's Murray. Going to break it second down and five as they move the football up to the 33. Ball marked on the near hatch as Muskegon marches left to right in their white base jerseys here. Martinez. Option pitch to his right. He hits his man in Henderson, and he's flattened as he moves just at about the line of scrimmage that time. Tyler Gerling. The junior defensive back smacked him to the turf right in front of us. Great pursuit. Had to come across the field, make that play. You've got each guy assigned to each man in this Vera option. You've got a guy assigned to the quarterback. You've got a guy assigned to each running back. And that is great assignment sound football by De La Salle as the big boy now will check out in two taunts at 6 7, 320. Yeah. Third mid. Interesting call here, Jeremy. Martinez, his trips to his left. The lone back behind him is Tommy Watts. It's been like that the last couple plays. Cameron takes the snap. He looks left on a screen. Has a man there. He hits him. That's into the hands of Reynolds. Reynolds spins across the 25. He has a first down. Still spinning up to the 20 and cylindering all the way to the 15-yard line. He just kind of rolled his way. Ten more yards along that far side. First and ten from the 15. Yeah, but that's on Miles Watson. That's on Miles Walton. That's how you teach how to stalk block. That is a perfect stalk block, and that's what got him the first down. And a much better throw by Martinez. 
Martinez in the gun. He takes a high snap. Just going to run it. Has some space across the 10-yard line. Little sideways move. Jolts him to the 5. He's real close to a first down. The spot's going to give it to him, it looks like, on that far side. Maybe. Yeah, Muskegon, I'm sorry, Jeremy, they just need to get in space. All they need is to get in space, they feel, at least to make plays. They haven't had any luck the last three series trying to go up the middle. De La Salle's made an excellent adjustment, and now Fairfield's come back, and he's made an adjustment said, all right, fine, you stopped us up the gut, we're going to go wide on you, and they're starting to expose De La Salle a bit on the perimeter in the skilled positions. 450. Remaining here in quarter number two, 7-7 seven, seven at the moment. Martinez and company knocking on the door. Another high snap. Cameron going to take it for himself. Spins to his left up to the two-yard line. And De La Salle made sure he did not cross the goal line. It was Tyler Gerling again coming up and making the tackle. Second and goal. Second and goal for Muskegon. And um, they feel with their offensive line, despite losing four of five up there, they are still in a position where they think that's a strength. Gut check time for De La Salle in this tie game as we near halftime. It's going to be a tight formation. Just one lone wide receiver to the left. Martinez has a tight end and a back to his left. He's just going to take it up the middle for another touchdown. That was easy for Cameron Martinez, who's now gotten the run game going on this drive here in quarter number two with 4.03 left. The Big Reds snatch a lead back. Yeah, that was just a, a fill-in. There was a, a lead option block. You had the fullback and the halfback block for Martinez. That's a luxury of having a running quarterback. Um, and that is just an easy execution ISO play. It's going to get Muskegon up by a touchdown with 4.03 left until the break. It's been a fun game. But good answer by Muskegon. And now De La Salle has to make a few adjustments against that perimeter. Jose Gutierrez in to attempt this extra point. The snap was bobbled just a little bit, but the hold secured the kick. That was good. 4.03 left to play in quarter number two. You're from the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic. 14-7 the lead for Muskegon on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezREC.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on the Patriot. Jeremy Adel alongside Chad Bush to bring the call here today. High atop Adams Field on the campus of Wayne State. Gutierrez drives this one to the six-yard line. Returnable very much so here for De La Salle. It's Stanley who takes it up to the 30-yard line. And that's where this De La Salle offense will take over. We... I think both are sharing the opinion that De La Salle has to feel a little lucky that they're only down by a touchdown to this point. This Muskegon offense starting to get going, maybe fully now. They've had some nice passes, and now Cameron Martinez getting the ground game going. And this is a pilot offense that hasn't really been able to run the football too much today. They haven't. They did last drive for the first time all game, really, Jeremy. They had the, the run by, uh, by, by Stepnitz, and they also had the nice run by Stanley for the touchdown. We'll see if they can grow on that run success here in the final four minutes of the first half. 
Senior quarterback starts under center, Muzi Kuhari, along with Brett Stanley, the two running backs nearest him. Lone wide out on the far side. Steptitz looks to pass here. He faces some trouble. Got to get it off quickly. He does. And making that catch just shy of the first down marker there is Michael Young Jr., a guy we hasn't really seen much on offense, but uh, we'll check that as the season goes on. It's second and two. Yeah, he made the decision. He had the short flat route where he could have hit a wide open Brett Stanley, but instead decided to get his team a few more yards and get it up to the 38-yard line and completes a pass that's eight yards. So good decision that time. A little bit more of a challenging play to go down to the eight or to get the eight-yard game, but close to a first down, solid pickup on first. So second and two, still 3.13 left to go in a 14-7 second quarter in favor of Muskegon. Big hole along that left side for Stanley. There's a flag down, though, just behind the line of scrimmage. Just probably coming back. I think so. Uh, Procedure penalty or motion penalty? Yeah, it's an illegal motion penalty, and it is indeed coming back, so it negates that first down, eight-yard gain, and... Haven't seen too many penalties in this game, which has been a bit refreshing. Saw a few penalties last night from Dakota. Bob Check, the man in the white hat today on the field, veteran official. Oh, you know him. Football, baseball, basketball, all around the Catholic League, yeah. Yeah. What do you rate him as an official? (laughs) Come on, let him have it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They don't value my opinion anyway. Oh, I do, though. I value your opinion. And I'm your partner. <laughs> Second and eight with 2.57 to go. Yeah. Two wideouts to the left, one of the far side. Stepped it's in the gun here. As Kuhari to his right, looks to throw. Has a man cutting down the middle. That's Babbage, the man he wants to find a little bit more on the curl route to the 48-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down plus some. That's a great pick play. That is borderline illegal, and I love it because <laughs> Brett Stanley comes over and, and picks uh, the corner for Muskegon, Julius Sims, and it allows for a crossing pattern that was delivered on time and on the money by Stepnitz. Great play by De La Salle. Might be their best offensive play outside of that touchdown so far. 14-7 Muskegon here, 2.23 to go in quarter number two. De La Salle trying to march their way down. Stepnitz from the gun as Stanley in motion to the right side. He looks that direction. Steps into the throw. Now just wants to run. Has some room up to the 40-yard line. Decked near the first down marker. He may be a half-yard shy. We'll see what they give him here. Bottom of the pile look like DeAndre Mills Ellis, the senior defensive lineman. And they're going to give him a first down. Yeah, and, and, and that's just something that they would love for Stepnitz to be able to do more often, Jeremy, and that's run the football. But it was wide open. I mean, there was nobody around him, and he stepped up, did what he should do, ran it, got down, got hit a little bit, but they're already down to the 40-yard line making progress. Yeah, last year, for, before getting injured in week three, 15 attempts on the ground for 54 yards and a touchdown. They'd like to see that go up. Steps into a quick throw here, looking for Babbage, and that was dangerous as he reached one paw out at the 35-yard line, but waiting was a couple. Muskegon, Big Reds hungry for that football. Colby Lewis, Pierre Johnson, two or three others in the vicinity as well. Thankfully for De La Salle, it's an incompletion in the second and ten. Live to see another day. That's what it's all about. And if you're De La Salle, you can tell they're not really trying to stop the clock right now. Uh, with an incomplete pass, although they did there. This is 
really this should be it. I mean, Giannone does not want to give the football back to Muskegon with anything over a minute to go. Preferably end in a drive-scoring touchdown here. Back directly behind Stepnitz is Kuhari. He's under center again. Rolls out left, looks to throw, tight to the line. Has Babbage left side again through his hands, though. Butterfingers at the 32-yard line. He had Colby Lewis breathing down his back. Also converging to the near sideline was Dwight McKinney. And now that's going to bring up third down and 10. And the worst part of this is the clock stops two straight downs. Still a minute 49 left. If you don't convert here, they have time. That's right. Two incomplete passes. I'll tell you what, that was another beautiful throw. Stepnitz can throw the football. He can throw the football. Folks who had questions should believe that that was a wonderfully timed 15-yard out route that the kid dropped, Babbage. And that, and that's one you have to catch. And they've had two now that have been dropped that have just been easy plays. The quarterback deserved better. Stanley in motion in the backfield. Stepnitz wants to throw as the man coming in on pressure on the blind side. He looks to hit Stanley on the short pass to the 30-yard line. Again, dribbles into the De La Salle sideline incomplete. Now that brings up fourth down and 10 with a buck 44 left here in the half. Yeah, and Colby Lewis in good coverage there. He had to make a decision. Am I going to ram this guy and knock his head off, or am I going to pick this off and go to the house? He was in between. I think if he decided either one of them, he would have done it. Uh, but that play was just not to be. Stepnitz a little bit off target, and that was off the hands. The receiver, they're going for it on fourth down, huh? or is this a punt? There. Looks like they might go for it. Yeah, pooch punt perhaps here, buddy. I don't know, but this is this smells funny. I don't think they're going for it. Stepnitz is in the gun with Kuhari to his left. Two wide receivers to his left, one to the far side. He's going to keep it up the middle and be stopped and stoned for a two-yard loss. What? Ay-yay. That's going to give Muskegon the football back in De La Salle territory in the 41-yard line. Thank you. The De La Salle, or the Muskegon coach to our left are like, okay, great. You want to try us up the middle? On a third and 11, okay, great. Timeout, and now we got half a field. I don't understand that one. But Mike Giannone obviously trusts his defense, right? Or else he wouldn't do that. So a lot of pressure right now on Giannone's defense to get a stop here. Well, they have to stop Cameron Martinez, who's gotten going on the ground in this second quarter. Still three timeouts left for this Muskegon offense as well. Hand off right side. Good job by the LaSalle defense to read that right away. It was Henderson mm-hmm. who looked to run right side. He lost a good four on nearly five yards back to the 38-yard line. And now Muskegon's not really anxious to get anything going either. And they've got three timeouts. And they're choosing not to use any of them. So Shane Fairfield saying, hey, I respect your defense quite a bit. Thanks for giving me the ball, but I don't want to do a whole lot with it. Let's just go to halftime, okay? And they are. I'm surprised by this, Jeremy. A minute three left. Martinez is out there in the pistol. Two wideouts aside. He looks left side and throws it way low. A bouncer that went into Quentin Reynolds. He's been the receiver that's gotten the low passes today for some reason. It seems like three or four times he's had to go fish for one. That's yeah, third and 14. Reynolds may not Snapchat him for a little while because that's something that <laughs> their you, streak is breaking is what you're saying, right? This, you you may not be on a streak any longer. I mean that's blockable. That's a blockable offense on Snapchat. I mean he's thrown at him his feet. You said it two three times, and the clock stops, and now it's third and fourteen. So De La Salle has one timeout, and all of a sudden Mike Giannone's thinking, hey, 
I might get the ball back here. 56 and four tenths to go. Martinez in the gun. Two wideouts aside here. He keeps it on the ground. Martinez has space first at the 50-yard line. Off to the races and to the house he goes. To the 20, to the 10, and into the right side of the end zone. All questions answered. Muskegon with a two-touchdown lead. 62-yard touchdown, Martinez. All he needs is one guy to break a tackle. He did it. He was off to the races. And nobody in this building, and maybe in the city of Detroit, feels worse than Mike Giannone right now. And a silence on the west sideline. And the De La Salle fans, and Muskegon is racing that red flag across Midtown, across the way, partner. What a change of events. A guy that had 38 touchdowns on the ground last year, a Muskegon record for a single season. Excuse me? You say that again? 38. 2,500 yards. In one season. And 38 touchdowns. You bet. Wow. Extra point is up in through. Thanks for another balance of nature. Touchdown. 21 to 7 is the lead for Muskegon here with 47.3 seconds left. You're listening to the Catholic High School League football game of the week on WDTK Detroit. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring in the call. Great night for football as the sun Starts to go down. Nice picturesque sky to our left over downtown as well. The lights start to come on. Yesterday the winds came in. And, you know, going home and seeing the kind of the dark skies and lightning, it's like how in the world did we miss any rain at all yesterday? There were some lightning delays. Yeah, some games that's right. were delayed until like 11. They, they started, but then, you know, they picked up again. At 11 as I was scrolling through Twitter, but we got lucky. Yeah, we did. We, had we don't normally get lucky on those skies. type of things, I feel like. No. Especially no. when we're not in a press box. Right. Like in a tent. <laughs> no doubt. No, you're right. You're right. So how about Muskegon making a statement, partner? And, and this is something that De La Salle's going to have to sit on at halftime. Unless they can make something happen here on this kick return. It's Phillips who takes it out. He's tripped up at the 23-yard line quite nicely by Robert G. Jr., the senior defensive back getting some time on special teams here. So 42.7 seconds left in this first half. 21-7 is a Muskegon lead. And T. LaSalle scratching their head a little bit at what's happened so far in this one. Yep, put an asterisk next to it. D. LaSalle goes for it at midfield on fourth and long and gets stuffed on a quarterback sneak in Two plays later, Muskegon's dancing in the end zone. And that was a third down that they scored on, right? That was a third and long that Muskegon scored on, third and 14, and they took it to the house. That is still puzzling to me. I don't know how they score on that play. Let's check some scores on the Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. All these from yesterday. We'll get to some ones today later on. Detroit Voyager winning over the Monarchs of Cabrini yesterday, 18-15. Ann Arbor Richard with a big win over Clio, 31-8 in the first game of the Giarmo era there. Brother Rice beats Eisenhower here at the Zenith Pep Kickoff Classic yesterday, 7-0. Garden City defeats Divine Child, 25. Or check that, Divine Child with a 46-25 win over uh, Garden City. UD Jesuit with a MAC win over Roseville, 17-6. Lowell defeats Loyola, 19-6. Cranbrook with a big win over Pontiac, 41 to nothing. That's via our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. 
thank our friends at Alliance, Keith Burke, Roger Steele, all the great staff over there who continue to expand. Not only help us out, help out a lot of Catholic schools, help out some Catholic universities around town as well. We appreciate all they do. First down and 10 from the 23-yard line. They keep it on the ground. This is Kuhari, who's been maintained for most of today. He's up to the 30-yard line for a gain of about 8 on first down. The clock is down to 30 seconds. This is going to be a conservative end of the half, it looks like. Yeah, just one timeout left. And Muskegon has all three of theirs, two of theirs, and they're not going to call a timeout here and just let things run down. One last play. Sneptitz is in the gun for it. Two receivers to his left, and they jump. Mm. Both did. And Mike Giannone saying, just give me the halftime. Get me out of here. Well, in our Sin Heights University halftime report, we'll break this down even further, check some more scores on our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard, and also chat with the Marketing and Communications Manager at the Detroit Sports Commission, Marty Dobeck. Guy that uh, makes this happen from the media side of things. The Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic presented by the Detroit Sports Commission as well. Clock is winding and they're just going to let it go down. They won't even have to get to the line before the end of this first half of play. 21-7. to is our halftime score in favor of the team from the west side, the Muskegon Big Reds. Chad, your quick thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts are the De La Salle had many chances. Four times they were in their territory, unable to score, and uh, a mistake by going for it on fourth and long, punished by a Muskegon team that's talented. They're up two scores. Quite frankly, De La Salle should be in this game. They weren't able to take advantage of short fields, and this is kind of where they're at. Well, again, 21-17, to 17, our halftime score. More when we get back in our Siena Heights University halftime report on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I do have a much increased energy level. My energy level is much better than what it's been. I'll tell you what else I've discovered. I really don't have those cravings to eat the things that I shouldn't eat. And I have told everybody that I really believe the common denominator has to be the balance of nature because that's the only thing I've done different. So I really do attribute it to that. It is working. (laughs) If it works for me, it's going to work for other people too. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Rich in Iowa. Go ahead. I keep hearing all these ads. If you owe more than $10,000 in taxes, you don't have to pay it. If you have credit card debt, you don't have to pay it. Then we wonder, why do these young kids think they don't have to pay for anything? As long as it's free for me, who cares what it costs you? I never thought about it that way. Rich, thank you. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. The Siena Heights University Halftime Show is next. Dennis Prager is tired of the media coverage of the president. There's always another example of the president being divisive. 
president basically said, why would a Jew vote Democrat? How, how could this be? Jews, I want you to be more faithful to your people and to the Jewish state. That is now white nationalist advocacy. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Welcome back. Hi, it's Hop Tom Adams Field. Jeremy Ed, along with a special guest. It's Marty Jobeck. He's the Marketing and Communications Manager at the Detroit Sports Commission. Always good to have you on, Marty, and an exciting weekend for you and the city of Detroit as well. Really appreciate the time, Jeremy, and it is. It's uh, great to highlight high school football in Michigan right in the heart of Detroit, Midtown, uh, actually my alma mater here at Wayne State University, so it's really, really good. Great for the Detroit Sports Commission to found this, you know, find this event and organize it to where uh, it really just benefits you know, this area but allows teams from the region and uh, out of state to come in and, and see what's going on right now in Detroit, which is great, and it gives them an opportunity to really showcase themselves as schools and the bands, the, uh, the fans, and the cheerleaders, and also, most, you know, more, most importantly, the student-athletes on the field. It, you know, we like to equate this to like a bowl game type atmosphere sure yeah no doubt and I, I think that's uh very accurate with all the teams you have coming in and out and all the fans streaming in and out of, in and out of win state between thursday friday and saturday here so 15 years overall for this event eight here at wayne state it started at eastern michigan two very good venues but uh, what's special about wayne state you know when we moved it to uh detroit and wayne state i think we right-sized the event uh eastern michigan michigan Rhinierson stadium a great Great atmosphere. Uh, probably just a little big for us. Uh, bringing it down to Wayne State University and Dave Beechnaw, uh, you know, former longtime executive director of the Detroit Sports Commission, uh, moved it down here in 2012. And, you know, definitely it was his vision that was established here. And, you know, I think we've kind of taken that and, and have uh, run with it and have really put on, I think, uh, a good couple days of football. Um, and something that everyone looks forward to each and every year. So how do you go about scheduling these teams, finding these teams? I mean, we have a team from Chicago coming down tomorrow, right? We do. Uh, you know, your last point there, Chicago Phillips, 2016-2017 state champions. Uh, we really start when the event is complete. So when last year's event was over, we started scheduling for, for 2019. Uh, we look at a couple things criteria-wise. State champions. Uh, this year we have de- defending Division One, Two, II, and Three, which is which is great. First time we've really had that package sure. in the event, so it's awesome like that. But we also want to be inclusive. We want to look to involve teams that may have not played in the event before. Uh, you know, big, small, it doesn't matter. We really just want to get everybody involved, and we've had eighty-five schools uh, around that number participate in the event in our 15-year history, and I, I think that's just something to be proud of for us as an organization. You know, we're not just trying to get the best teams each and every year. Uh, you know, we, we've had some consistent teams over the years, but we want to look for kind of up-and-comer and, and things of that nature. Absolutely. We're chatting here with Marty Dobek, the Marketing and Communications Manager at the Detroit Sports Commission. Obviously, your job 
a lot of it is this, but a lot of it isn't as well. You're, you know, involved in attracting various events to the city of Detroit. What are we looking for in the next five years or so here? Oh, I appreciate that, uh, Jeremy, and, and that's something we do on a day-to-day basis is we're trying to find, um, you know, we, we, we go after amateur sporting events. So we're looking at your NCAA events. We're looking at, you know, the uh, national governing bodies and your U.S. Olympic sports. Uh, for the next five years, we're, you know, kind of looking right now and seeing what's on the horizon. I think it's, uh, I think our city and region were poised for our next run of great events sure uh in particularly we're going to host three ncaa championships starting next year in 2020 with the women's bowling championship fencing and then i think highlighted highlighted by the ncaa men's frozen four and then 21 we got uh, first and second rounds back here in detroit uh ncaa men's basketball tournament and then in 2022, we bring the uh, College Wrestling National Championships, which is just a great event uh, and a very loyal fan base. You know, and I think, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about the NFL draft. It's definitely on our radar, working hand-in-hand with the De- uh, Detroit Lions to make that happen. Um, so we're, we're definitely poised, I think, for a nice run coming up here. Uh, future golf events, I mean, and, you know, we have great annual events that take place in this town that I think fans like to support outside of our four professional teams. Sure. Which is what has Little Caesars Arena, I guess, done for your efforts in terms of attracting events here? It's been a game changer. I think it started uh, with the 2018 Division uh, One men's basketball tournament. Uh, great few days there at Little Caesars Arena, and I think it was an, a successful event. NCAA was really happy, which is, you know, I think – why they they gave us another one in 21 and we're going to be looking at another in uh 23 through 26 the uh the bid portal will be open with the ncaa so they open up their championships and allow cities to go uh go after those and 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 i think detroit uh you know we want to get multiple uh national championship events back to the city and region so we're, we're, we're really excited about the opportunity. So two more games here tomorrow should be really good. How can people get tickets? How can they find coverage maybe if they can't make it down? Yeah, they can uh, DetroitSports.org. Uh, go to our website. It's the main event on our homepage. You can click to buy tickets online. You can get them at the gate. And um, we have uh, the MHSAA.tv here, and they're live streaming games. And you can also catch it through the Fox Sports Go app. Awesome. So really, really great. And, you know, Fox Sports Detroit has been a great partner of ours. Uh, this weekend and interviewing winning coaches and and players so it was really special for them yeah great stuff well marty thanks for uh, sitting down with us here today we look forward to you know checking out the website checking out social media and the detroit sports commission just to see what's coming down the pipe here in detroit yeah always a pleasure jeremy thank you that's marty dobick the marketing and communications manager at the detroit sports commission chad bush will be joining me when we come back here on the patriot more after this the chsl game of the week is sponsored by kush paint and Nahez Recruiting. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. 
This is Stephen Nahez with your automotive technical recruitment update. Automotive suppliers and OEMs continue to struggle to fill key professional technical roles. Nahez Recruiting in Allen Park has found the hidden professional automotive candidates and experts you need by screening nearly 2,500 candidates each week. Look us up at NahezREC.com or NahezRecruiting.com. Nahez Recruiting is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School Game of the Week on The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior Football back right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 at AM 1400, The Patriot. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action as the Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC Conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week we follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. That's you? 21 to 7 is the lead for Muskegon as we continue throughout our Siena Heights University halftime report. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call here tonight. And it was an interesting first half of play. Muskegon certainly could have had a couple more touchdowns. You felt it was a deal of hell offense. It really couldn't get kicking in the end. And, you know, we raved about the run game and how they have four or five backs that uh, they can go to. But, Chad, they're just not ruin right now you're not deal of sell is you know so many guys missing you start to rely on those guys and take advantage not take advantage but uh take for granted the fact that all these guys that were playmakers and in their huddle you know josh deberry's next to you and and you got danny matowski and, and all these guys next to you um you, you really have to think about who's next to me who's doing what who is this guy and you have to trust them so Right now, I think for De La Salle, they've got to trust their teammates and try to get something going. Yeah, no doubt about it. As uh, we continue to move through our Siena Heights University halftime report, we look at uh, some things for both of these two teams. Obviously, it's a tough slate at the beginning of this season for Muskegon. They'll take on Detroit King as well next week. So we talk about Cameron Martinez possibly moving to a wide receiver spot in a full-time level. They don't want to do that necessarily in week one where they play the reigning Division II state championship. They don't want to <laughs> do it in right. a, against a team that beat them last year in the state championship. Will we see that at all in the second half? Maybe if the lead opens up. Why not try it a little bit just to get his feet wet and allow Martinez to do his thing uh, on the other side of the offensive ball as well. But it'll be interesting to see if they score another or two and De La Salle can't keep up if they go to that at some point. Well, Muskegon, number one, has to make sure that they are in control of this game. Right now they are, but before they get all cute, they need to make sure they're establishing uh, their offense and doing the right things. But if they do and they get a chance, no doubt. And we thought we would see a little more of this. I don't believe we saw them in the first half in Martinez, their quarterback, split out. But they have all kinds of weapons options. And I would think, Jeremy, they're not going to want to show anything that they – 
perhaps could hide and show later on. Sure. Um, if they don't have to, they're probably, they may not. But it would be exciting to see something like that. It would. And, and, and to see Muskegon uh, even use their weapons more. De La Salle doesn't want to do that. They want to force this Muskegon team to contain Martinez. And he's been the guy that's got loose in this game. It's been Martinez and that long touchdown run and making plays. And so uh, for De La Salle, you really have to lock down. Uh, Mr. Martinez, number 13, the Dream Team Player of the Year last year as a junior that commit to Ohio State. I'll try to check some scores on our Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard when we come back. So, see some keys to the game as well from Chad. After this on the Patriots, stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.sienaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. Mike Gallagher believes we live our values. The words of Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman who believes that we Americans don't live our values. Guess who lives our values? We do. No, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, we live our values because this is the greatest country on the planet. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Is there anything wrong with being a good sport? Helping an opponent up after knocking them down? Sincerely congratulating the other team after the game, win or lose? Showing respect for referees? It's how we should act every day at every game, because nothing beats good sportsmanship. To learn more about sportsmanship, visit the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Report is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Well, whether you're looking to move or stay put, now is a great time to repurchase or finance a home. Our friends at Alliance Catholic Credit Union can help. Whether you want a fixed rate or adjustable one, you want to hire in 15 years or lock in a 30, want to buy in an existing home or build a new one, mortgage options for you. At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you might get more than positive rates, or you will get more than positive rates, and a great selection. You receive personal expert service that is fitting for any member. So whether considering a mortgage or just looking to, for trusted help managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to apply today. Title insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Chad Bush, when you think of keys to the second half, what would you highlight? Well, again, I think you need to football, number one, and not give away. A lot of what first half punt rumble and also block. I think clean teams and hang out of the football for Muskegon, the big who lead by scores for De La Salle. Uh, they need to keep doing what they're doing defensively. 
played outstanding defensively outside of one botch uh, tackle that did result in a Martinez long run. But outside of that, they've been pretty good. And, and, and holding that Muskegon run game down and protecting it against the pass game, they've been excellent. But defensively, they just have been good, but offense not good enough. Some traction late, Jeremy, but they have to put points up and take advantage of great field position. And special teams needs to be better. They did get a block punt, but, Jeremy, they missed that 25-yard chip shot field goal. And uh, that certainly uh, was something that they'll look back on and, and hopefully, for their sake, not, not regret. Taking some scores on the Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Oak Park in a big game versus West Bloomfield. Yeah. 14-13. Oak Park with a lead in that one. That's one to follow certainly all night long, huh? It sure is. They wanted to play down here. And they called up, and, and Ron Bellamy, the head coach, called and said, hey, we want to play. And they said, eh, it's too late. So they said, all right, we'll have our own deal. So they got Southfield High and some others together and have their own little kickoff classic. Ypsilanti 18, Jackson 14, Dexter 17, Chelsea 16 at halftime as well. And we'll continue to try to check some more scores on that Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard as our broadcast progresses. The second half between the Big Reds and the Pilots is coming up next on the Patriot on the flip side. The CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by Balance of Nature. Hugh Hewitt is skeptical of polls. Joe's back up by 100% in this poll. So what's that tell you about polling? Yesterday a poll assured us that Joe Biden was in third place and he had fallen behind Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Not by much, but was behind. This morning, he's got more support in the USA Today Suffolk poll than Warren's and Sanders' support combined. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Did you know that the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week is on social media? Search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, our Play of the Week, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. We encourage all listeners to use the hashtag CHSLFootball as well to interact with us on the air. Again, search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena effect. Welcome back to Tom Adams Field on the campus of Wayne State. 21-7 is the lead for Muskegon as we head into quarter number three. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush to bring in the call. We had the opening kickoff of the second half already happen, but it was signaled back because of an offside. So they'll drive it from the 35-yard line here. Will Daniel Hepler and company. Hepler. 
Short sputtering kick going to be taken out of the 25-yard line. Muskegon has it with some space to the far side. Looking to take it all the way is Crowley here. He's to the 30-yard line of De La Salle. Now to the 20-yard line. Spreading his way all the way to the end zone, but he's marked out of bounds at the 25. What a run. And are there any flags down anywhere? Don't see any at the moment. Twenty-one to seven, the lead right now for Muskegon. They nearly extended that just seconds into quarter number three. Big statement. Special teams. We talked about it, and the return that time by Muskegon has been business already. And that is just a nightmare for De La Salle, who came out saying, "Hey, we got to make a statement, make a stop." Unable to do it, and now they're backed up against it. And for the first time tonight, Muskegon has better field position than De La Salle. Martinez in the gun here with two wideouts aside. He's going to option handoff to his left. That's Miles Walton who takes it. Walton across the 20 and up to the 16-yard line. There is a flag down at around the 20-yard line. Two of them. I don't know if it's for the same penalty or not, Jeremy, but it looks like it's coming back. And it's a hold against the offense here. Maybe just both officials saw it. That's why we saw two flags in the end. Either way, it's a big penalty for Muskegon. We saw a decent amount of penalties, I guess, in key situations in that uh, first half of play, Chad. Yeah, there were some. There weren't too many in critical spots, but, uh, yeah, there, there were. It wasn't awful. Sort of normal, I suppose, but this is a chance where Muskegon just shoots themselves in the foot before they get started. Looks like uh, Chewtown may have jumped. They didn't throw the flag, though. Let's just stayed behind that line as uh, Martinez tries to draw him off in the pistol here. Quick step and throw to his right. Hits his man at the 20-yard line. He barrels up to the 17. That's uh, Crowley again who takes it. And Crowley is two yards shy of the first down, so he gains back all the yardage and then some. Yeah, that's their guy. Crowley's their top target. And when he gets the ball in open field, he's a handful. They had two guys come over to De La Salle to string him down. And uh, stiff arm, but eight yards on first down, Jeremy. Solid pass play after the penalty. Crowley's that man we talked about in the halftime as a guy they want to see take at least some snaps from the quarterback position as the year goes on. This is a high snap to Martinez. He's going to take it on the QB run. Good hole at the 15-yard line. He gets himself all the way to a 10, to the 10 for a first down and more, it's going to be close to a goal situation. They're going to mark him shy of the 10 to the 11. You know who else wants to see uh, Mr. Crowley go to quarterback? Who's that? De La Salle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Get Martinez out of there uh, if you're De La Salle. I don't think they're going to do it until they're up a few more scores, though, if that. Mm-hmm. We'll if, see. If it gets there, De La Salle's defense has been stingy tonight. In spots. Martinez with a couple wide receivers on each side. He takes it. Looks like kind of a broken play, trying to make something out of nothing. He's across the line of scrimmage and up to the nine-yard line. So seconds and eight coming up. 9.47 still left to go in this third quarter. 21-7 is the lead for the team from the west side, Muskegon. It's a no-huddle offense. It's by no means a quick one, though, as they all look over to the sideline and then line up. 
Martinez has been the main force on the ground today. I've not seen much of this rushing no. attack besides him, which is surprising to me. Me too. We heard Wells and Kitchen are track stars. Well, they've touched the ball maybe twice combined. Man in motion to the near side. That's Henderson who gets it, and he's going to find the pylon for another Muskegon touchdown. Little end reverse and beating him to the corner. Good luck. So Muskegon opening it up a little bit. Another balance of nature touchdown here with 9.08 remaining in quarter number three. It's Gutierrez to attempt the extra point now. Crowley, the talented backup QB wide receiver, is out there to hold the football right now. Puts it down well, and that's a booming kick through the uprights back well to the edge of the gate here at Wayne State. 9.08 left to play in quarter number three here at the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic. Muskegon with a three-touchdown lead on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. When you need the ultimate performance from a primer, there is only one. Zenzer Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum, available at Cush Paint Company in Roseville. It is the next generation zero VOC, easy-to-use water-based formula with an oil-based performance. Stain-blocking power, low odor, and lead-compliant. Zenzer Smart Prime from Rust-Oleum. Check it out at Cush Paint in Roseville. Mention the Patriot and get 10% off with our experts at Cush Paint in Roseville or CushPaint.com. You're listening live to the CHSL Game of the Week. Welcome back to Tom Adams Field. Another kickoff that's going to draw a procedure call because it rolls out of bounds at the 21-yard line. And they will opt, I think, just to take the penalty, not re-kick here in the end. They're going to place this football up to the 45. So good field position again here for De La Salle, trailing 28-7 with 9.08 remaining here in quarter number three. This offense got to get going. 45-yard line they start at, 35-yard line, another. This is their worst field position of the game. And so we'll see what De La Salle can do. Stepnitz back out there for the first time in the second half. He has Kuhari in motion, hands it off to him. Left side, he's got a hole to the 40-yard line, up to the 45 and to the 46. And Kuhari is happy about that, hoping to jumpstart this offense for the Pilots. Second longest run of the game, 11 yards. And uh, Kuhari with a little step on a reverse. little end around. Like it. Nice play call. Great blocking, and uh, that's what De La Salle needed on first down. It's a guy who's playing with a chip on his shoulder, says head coach Mike Giannone. He thought he should have gotten a few more snaps down the playoff run. He understood it, especially this year, and really came in hard and said, hey, I'm going to have to steal away my reps. That's what he's running like. Yeah, gets another run to the right side. He's into Muskegon territory at the 49-yard line at the top of that Wayne State W logo at midfield, second and five. Wayne State will open up their season next week here at home at Tom Adams Field. Sean Belisian on the call for all those. He'll get a few games in with us here on the Patriot 
yeah. as well this year. Josh Rennell on color. Yeah. Mickey Mockner in for Josh Rennell this week per Jeff Weiss. Okay. Note the listeners. There you go. Another handoff. This one goes right down the heart of the field and nothing brewing that time around. It's Stanley who gets the call. Stopped at the line of scrimmage for a third and five. Yeah, Stanley's the guy. He's been the breadwinner tonight on the ground. Uh, we, we, we have seen that there's many backs. They have a plethora of running backs. But the guy that I've seen tonight that's been the most impressive has been Stanley and the kid we just saw. What's his name? The last one before that, the run? Ms. Kuhari. Thank you. Kahari. <laughs> My goodness. Too many games together. I His know. Names no run together. The dates run together. I got two more tomorrow. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Shotgun formation here for Stepped. It's two to his left. He looks that direction, airs it out near sideline, kind of throws it up wildly and far. But there's a flag at the end of the play. Yeah, this is a throw that De La Salle trying to go deep down the left side. I like this throw. But what happened is they started it as a fade route. The ball was thrown inside instead of outside where the receiver was. The receiver had to come back inside of the defensive back. He got his arm tangled with the defensive back just slightly enough that they called a little bit of a late pass interference. Fair call, but a tight call. And if you're Muskegon, you're rolling your eyes right now. But if you're De La Salle, hey, look, you're in business and you got to score on this drive. Noah Cole, the wide receiver on the near sideline looking to edge for that football. They spot the new position up to the 34-yard line just to the left of the far hash here. Steptitz back out there in the gun. The lone back to his left is Kuhari. Watch the slot guy here. Watch the slot guy in Stanley. Kuhari going to run it, though. Hard run to the 30-yard line, trying to truck over defenders as he crosses to the 28. That's a solid gain on first down. It's going to bring up about second and three. Well, Kahari, and I'm still waiting for you to pronounce his first name. I'm quite offended you haven't tried it. Um, <laughs> his nickname is uh, Muzi. So. I don't, I don't want to know his nickname. I want to know the full pronunciation at birth, what they told this young man his name was when he was born. And I want you to spell it for the listeners right now, please. Muzi Nami Hamo. Stephens backs up, throws it to the end zone. Brett Stanley is there trying to make a one-handed catch to the end zone. It's denied, though, by a couple real good corners. Guys that have made plays today, Colby Lewis, Tyrese Oaks, were back there again to break it up. It's third and four. That's unfair. I did that to my partner. I did it because I love him. Here's his, last, here's his first name spelled. M-U-Z-A-N-E-N-H-A-M-O, Kahari. Mazin and Hamo Kahari, and I don't know if that's right, but I got to study it for 10 minutes anyway. But that's the point. The kid's running his tail off. Stepped its back down the middle. Ooh, chip drill ball there. It's off the hands of Stanley. Just a little slant to the middle of the field. Right at the uh, down box. Going to make it fourth down and three. Yeah, fourth and three. No doubt you got to go for it. You're inside the 30 of Muskegon, Jeremy. And I don't know what you dial up here, but this is pretty much the ball game. All right? It's it's clear. If you don't get it, it's over. It might be over already, but you have to get a first down convert, and you got to score in this drive. De La Salle knows it, and they've got their best play in their playbook. They're going to throw right now. 28-7 Muskegon, 636 left in the third quarter here. 
Kuhari in motion. He's going to get it again. Runs hard. Trying to gain that first down across the 25. He's going to be real close. Yeah, he's real close. He marked him up to about the 23 and a half. Then he got it. Then he got it. That's true. He got a first down. And they are, in fact, going to move the chains right to left on that far sideline. Hard to see from our vantage point. It is. Where that ball was placed versus the marker. We're on the opposite side of the field of the 35-yard line. So tough angle to see there, but a first down. Great job by DeLaSalle to execute. How about Kahari? I mean, Muskegon's got their starters in there. It's not like they went to their fourth team. They got starters in. This is the same DeLaSalle offense. Stepped it's under center. Now going to hand it off left side. A guy we really haven't seen today. It's Michael Stritzinger who gets the call. He is up to the 20-yard line of the dot, it looks like. Maybe just shy Yeah. for a gain of three. Yeah, nice run. They're giving the ball to guys. You know what, Giannone, I think, went to his team and said, look, you're not getting it done. I'm going to go to guys that are hungry and want to sure. get it done. Not that the other guys don't, but he's trying to motivate. And some guys that we haven't seen get carries, like Mr. Kahari, uh, have started to really pick up the pace here in this drive. Single wide out to the far side for De LaSalle. It's Cleveland Harvell. They looked that direction. They're going to throw it to Harvell. Jump ball. in zone. Intercepted if he caught it, and he did. It's a touchback. Leaning back and nearly looking like the intended wideout that time was Miles Walton for Muskegon. With 5.22 left, they'll have it first down and 10 on the 20 with a 28-7 lead here in the third. Well, Stepnitz had a decision. He had two receivers that were in the same zone, and that's a problem. That is not how that play was designed. It was designed for both receivers to be more spread out. He threw it in the middle of both receivers, and the safety made a whale of a play reading the ball. kind of hung up a little bit too much and picks it off in the end zone, and that is really a drive killer and maybe a game-ender. But with this De La Salle defense, who knows? This is a defense that has scored, okay? I mean, you got to make a statement to make a presence, but this is a spot that De La Salle is, is really up against it now with Muskegon getting the ball back at their own 20. Martinez in the pistol, two wideouts aside as they move left to right here in quarter number three. Play action, rolls back, has some pressure here. Three guys on him for De La Salle, throws a ball that's picked off. De La Salle in their own territory at the 48-yard line. See Tyler Curling making a, another big play here. And De La Salle gets it right back with 5.14 to go. I was coming up from saying hi to some friends down there, came up and saw his grandfather on his way up, and he just picked the conversation. Did and he, he really? said, my grandson got stiff-armed on that long run by Martinez. And I told him, I said, a lot of people have. Tell him not to worry about it. <laughs> And he says, that's what I said. Well, he comes right back here and gets an interception, does girling. That's what it's all about. Young man bounces back. Interception, followed up by another interception. You can do one, I can do better. Good job, great response by this defense. We just talked about it. They make turnovers, they make points off it. They have to score here. So De La Salle marching right back out there. Anthony Stepnitz looking to lead this offense down the field. He has Stanley, Kuhari, and Jordan Rogers out there at running back. In the wing T formation. Hands it off up the middle to Stanley. He has room, barreling down to the 45-yard line in to Muskegon territory. Wow. Up to the 35, and finally dragged down to the 25-yard line. 
Breaking tackles, strong lower body. Stanley working through this Muskegon defense like it's uh, Class D school. I mean, this has just been a chiseled run game. Something has changed with that run offense of De La Salle. Let's give him credit. First down and 10 from the 23-yard line here on the near hash in Muskegon territory. They sent Kuhari in motion. Want to keep it on the ground with Muzi here as he ranges to the middle of the field, just shy of the 20-yard line, up to the 21. Gain of two. You know, I think back to that play call on Muskegon and throwing a pass like that on first down. You're up three touchdowns and you throw a pick. I'm not here to question coaches, but I'm here to for conversation. You know, that's a play you get a little greedy on maybe. Sure. Instead of just running some clock running the football, which you've had success. So, look, make an asterisk next to that one, Lucas. Stepnitz in tight to the line, looking to get it off quickly. That's Babich, who is curling his way to the five-yard line, but the pass fell flat at the 10 in the end. Stops the clock at 4.13, still a 28-7 to lead for Muskegon, and a third and eight. How about our hard-working crew tonight? Want to shout out our guys. Marcus Burns and Big Lucas on his first game. Kumariotis, pretty close, he says. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I was. I, <sighs> there you go. The, I that's told what you. happens when you call your partner. The, I know, <laughs> and that's why I wanted to do it. I can't even pronounce uh, <laughs> Third down and eight. Two wideouts to the left for Steptitz. He looks that direction. That's. Stanley, I believe, who curved at the 10-yard line. Yeah. Or no, it's Babich. Babich, and he's hobbling off on one leg. That would be a big loss. He's been quiet in this game, Jeremy, since the first quarter. Jason Baku, former sponsor, helps him hobble off. Now the wide receiver coach for Paul Giannone, the Benefit Box CEO. So it's a first down and 10 which will be a first and goal. Looked like they may have marked it just shy of that goal scenario, but they did mark it directly on the 10-yard line. Muskegon defense adjusting on the right side here. Steptitz heaves it in the air. Uh, looking for Stanley in the corner of the end zone. Couldn't hit him, though, as it flies back and out. Stops the clock at 340. Second and goal. I thought, I thought he had uh, Noah Cole on a slant or is that jack herndon jack herndon or on the slant on the inside i thought had a open look stepnitz went to the fade which was well covered and he overthrew it i think he just tried to get rid of it live to see another day good decision here in this third quarter stepnitz in the gun kuhari to his left stanley in motion he'll move to the slot on the right Big-time pressure by Muskegon. It's a big-time sack. Right in his eyes, right away, was Billy Johnson. Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. That was a big-time play from the backside. They call him backside Billy. He came with some heat, and that's a huge sack, and it sets up a third and long. De La Salle in an uncomfortable down and distance here, Jeremy. Eight-yard loss as he's back to the 18-yard line now. Clock moving at 311 and a... 28-7 to seven game in favor of the Big Reds here. So you're moonlighting tomorrow. What two games are you doing? So I'm doing um, Martin Luther King yeah. and 
Catholic Central. That's Ooh. the nightcap at four, if you will. And then, yeah. Um, Cass Tech and Chicago Phillips. Nice. Chicago Phillips, a two-time state champion as well over okay. there. Okay. All right. That'll be fun. Third and goal, and Stepnitz just evades a sack, maybe getting back to the line of scrimmage, kind of going low to the ground. And In fact, he's going to lose at least a yard and a half as he's back to nearly the 20. So that's going to be a fourth and goal from that venture. Yeah. Too much pressure. Stepnitz almost got away, broke it, hobbled, hobbled, lost balance, and fell down. That was a tough play, but now it's fourth down, and Fourth and 19. Time winding down. Paul Gino, or excuse me, Mike Giannone's going to go with, uh, tr try to go for it instead of go for a field goal. You can't blame him after his field goal kicker missed a 25-yarder earlier. Tough spot to put your offense in here, though, but you got to go for it and get points. Down by three scores. Three touchdowns. Stepsitz looks to the sideline for the final play call here. He's two wideouts to his left. Babich, the one on the sideline. He wants it to him on the screen. Babich started to the left hash and cut to the middle. Got some more yardage as he zigzagged past the 15, up to the 13-yard line. That's going to be a turnover on downs in the end. Bubble screen for 19 yards to the middle of the field. Boy, there was a whale of a block out there. I mean, Tutant threw a guy five yards, but... You had seven guys out there, and they were able to make the play, so that's a tough one there. De LaSalle turns it over on downs, as you said, and up three scores. We'll see if Muskegon tries to get some other guys in there, and maybe that scenario you were suggesting will come to fruition here soon, buddy. Cameron Martinez, last time he was out there, he threw a pick. That's how De LaSalle got the football back. Again, we're not able to capitalize on it in the end, though. Option keep for Martinez. He has space as he rolls left to the 20-yard line. Right in front of his own bench at the 30-yard line. And finally tumbled to the turf at the 35 after gaining the first down and 10 more. He's a quarterback that really doesn't ever allow that first guy to get him clean. He might touch him, might knock him down a little, but he's not going to clean him up. Martinez forward lean, first down. Somebody's got to spy him. There is a guy responsible and spying on him for De La Salle, I believe, all game. But it's just tough to do when you have multiple weapons coming at you from different directions. Ball spotted up to the 34-yard line in Muskegon territory here. Trip to the right for Marquinez, Martinez in the pistol. Another screen pass. We've seen that a lot by both of these two teams. Walton finds space. He sprints past the 40, up to the 45-yard line, just shy of pilot territory at the 49 and maybe straight to midfield here. It's going to be another first down and then some once again. Yep, it's a machine at Muskegon, and they've got the big red machine a-running tonight. And uh, no, it's not the Sparky Anderson-led uh, Reds of Cincinnati, but it's quite a machine they got going up there in the upper left side of Michigan. 102 left to play in quarter number three. Martinez scrambling out, looking to throw, fakes it now, puts it on the ground at the 40-yard line, stays in bounds, well into pilot territory as he's up to the 35 and marked it a bounds at the 31-yard line. Shoving him out of play that time was Justin Desmond, but this offense is a moving again. Yeah, they're getting space all over. They're getting wide and they're getting one-on-one, -on -one, and that's trouble for De La Salle, despite them having some solid skills and speed. Look at them, hands on hips. These guys are getting tired. It's week one, and the game's starting to come down to the fourth quarter as we get there. Muskegon just grinding it out, wearing them down, Jeremy. 41 seconds left in this third. 
Trip to the left for Martinez. He wants to run it from the get-go, though, as he takes the direct snap, moves to his left. Straight part of the field here. He's across the 30 and up to the 29-yard line, gain of two. Michael Young Jr. coming up and making that stop. My bad, partner. How about that block by Terran Walker? I mean, this is a guy that's a running back slash receiver that just comes and grabs and picks up the De La Salle linebacker and just shoves him back six yards. Starting to really dominate and take over is Muskegon as they head to the other end of the field and they head to the fourth quarter. 28-7, to seven, the lead for Muskegon. We'll talk to you about Alliance Catholic Credit Union when we get back on the Patriot. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and Siena Heights University. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I don't get as many colds as I used to get. All my life I, I had a lot of colds, and I'm a preschool teacher, and I was always getting colds and catching viruses, and I, I don't get colds anymore. It's, it's amazing. I tell people about the product all the time, and I think people are, tend to be skeptical, but it's really true. It really works. I feel better. I feel healthier. I really do. I, I sound like a commercial. <laughs> Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. To end the summer season, Balance of Nature is offering a 35% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. This summer special is ending between now and Labor Day, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DETROIT. Now, back to the CHSL Game of the Week. Second and eight for Muskeeing here to start the fourth frame. It's an option pitch to the right for Depry Henderson as he moves across the 30 up to the 25-yard line. And again, fairly close to another first down here. It's going to be second and very short, maybe a half yard on that far side. One of the keys in this veer option is you got to carry out your fakes. And that was one of the best fake carryouts I've seen out of Moffitt to sell that that was a dive up the middle. Martinez kept it. That's a very good fake, and that's discipline when you're not getting the ball to carry it out. Check it. It's third down and one. Martinez looks over to the sideline. Gets that play call in the pistol here. Two wideouts to his left. 28-7, to seven, his squad leads. Now shifts back to the shotgun here. Takes the snap, going to run it for himself. Why not? He's done that well today, especially as the game is going on. Moves across the 20 and easily gains the first down, plus six more up to the 14-yard line. Surprised at how little that Muskegon has run between the tackles in this second half, but they really haven't needed to. They've stayed wide. And they've been able to run that veer option. And ever since they threw that interception back in the third quarter, they've uh, they've chilled on that a bit. They're trying to keep it on the ground and pound one in and deflate De La Salle on their home turf for the fourth straight time in this series. They call Muskegon offense. They're in no hurry. Walker the lone back behind Martinez. Two receivers to his left in motion of the backfield is Henderson. Martinez just going to keep it, though. Avoids the tackle at the 10-yard line. Spins for the first down up to the 6. And he just keeps on moving this offense down the field. 
Yeah, too easy. Too easy. Ten yards or darn near it, maybe just a half yard shy like you said, and this is turning into a runaway if Muskegon can do what it looks like they're going to do. Nobody's really going to stop them. It's been a different type of run attack for Muskegon in the second half. Second down and one now. Still 11-18 to go in quarter number four. 28-7. The lead for the Big Reds. Martinez calmly delivering the play to his running back. Walker. And Walker is going to get the football here. Looking to get in the hands of a couple other guys as he spins near the goal line. Is brought down at the one. Big pile. It looks like the bottom of the pile was Tyler Gerling. He's been all over the football on defense today for De La Salle making big plays. He had an interception earlier on as well. Well, it's a little bit of a break the next two weeks for De La Salle. They get London, Ontario. It's finest St. Thomas Aquinas. They used to be very good in baseball. First and goal. They stick with Walker up the middle, and Walker is going to plow his way through for a touchdown here. 10.55 left here in quarter number four, and they've opened up a can, 34-7, the Muskegon Lee. Doing what they want at will. That run game at one point was stuffed, but if you're De La Salle, you have to make decisions, and, and that was a decision there that, look, we're going to have to protect the outside perimeter. Muskegon comes right back and runs it down their gut and scores, and all too easy tonight for Muskegon after this uh, First quarter that De La Salle had two opportunities to score inside their territory and did not. Gutierrez on for the extra points. The hold is down. The kick is floating and through the uprights and back of the end zone and good. Another balance of nature touchdown. Pushes the score to 35-7 to here for Muskegon with 10.55 left. You're listening to the Catholic High School League football game of the week on WDTK Detroit. Jeremy Otto alongside Chad Bush to bring you the call. Did you know there's credit union for Catholics? That's right, Alliance Catholic Credit Union. They have a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, a great mobile app, everything you need to manage your money. They're actively involved in supporting Catholic education through scholarships, financial literacy programs, and event sponsorships. So if you're Catholic anywhere in Michigan, put your money where your faith is. To learn more about Alliance Catholic Credit Union, visit AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by NCUA, Lions Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Indeed it is. So two weeks straight after this, De La Salle is going to have to play a couple patsies, let's be honest, and they won't be able to find out really who they are yet. But they'll get a chance to work on some things and gain confidence back. But they want to get some confidence here with 11 minutes back too, Jeremy. And decent on kickoff returns here today as mm -hmm. this one is taken up to the 38-yard line. Brett Stanley has taken nearly all of them. He did there as well. So with 10.51 to go in a 35-7 game in favor of the Big Reds. The Steve LaSalle offense will take back over now. And it'll be interesting to see if De La Salle has some other quarterbacks that they want to work in and some other personnel. We talked about Muskegon, but if this thing, perhaps after this drive, we see Stepnitz going back out there, but uh, you may see other positions, and, and, and it may become that. De La Salle hopes it doesn't get to that point where they're subbing out, but we'll keep an eye on it. 
Ty Kowalski checks in as a wide receiver for the first time along that far side. It's uh, Michael Stritzinger who gets the ball in a handoff, and he is taken down at the line of scrimmage. Stritzinger. We remember his brother, Alan Stritzinger, who was part of that big 2014 championship. Stritzinger still up at Syracuse? He might be done by now. I'm not exactly sure. Really? Well, maybe not. I guess he'd, he'd still have some time there. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Okay. Pierre Johnson making yeah. that tackle on the other side, but he was a good one here at De La Salle. You know who might know that answer? Brendan Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> He's awaiting for to take over for our CHSL drive home show after things are finished and done here at Tom Adams Field. I talked to him before the game, and he was uh, he was hopeful. Here's Stepnitz, who takes another shotgun snap. Leans a pass near sideline that Stanley makes the catch in stride at the 30-yard line. Still in bounds at the 10, and finally brought down to the 8-yard line. Good job to hit. Brett Stanley as he was rushing across this near sideline, and now the De La Salle offense is in the red zone for the first time in a while. Yeah, 50-yard pass play. How about it? Right down the sideline, Stanley made a nice catch. Stepnitz catch him, caught him in stride. Nice play. Stepnitz can throw the football. I like this kid. Just needs a little bit of help in the run game, or else he's going to, you know, he's not going to have any room to work. They're going to load the box against him. Mike Ginoni thought he did a really good job and throughout the winter in the weight room and certainly in camp as the summer went on. Says he has really good command and demeanor of this offense, and he clicks personally with Mike Giannone as well. Yeah. They're on the same page. Pitch to Kuhari, trying to turn the corner at the 10-yard line. Just no room, and there might have been a fumble on the play. Muskegon has it. Up to the 20-yard line. It's a post-play penalty as well, but picking up that fumble is Willie Flowers. Things just snowballing here for De La Salle, already down 35-7. You got something going. You're down to the 10. You fumble it. There's a flag down, but it's because the De La Salle kid's helmet popped off that fumbled. Stanley, but it's just that's it. That's your night right there in a nutshell, right? I mean, that has been the night. De La Salle oh so close. And unable to score, what, three or four times now inside the red zone. Three or four times in the red zone and unable to get any points. Marcus Burns says four. I'll trust Marcus Burns. Spinning the dials here, on-site engineer. What do you think? I think that's accurate. The officials coming together on the 11-yard line right now to talk about the flag. So, yeah. I mean, De La Salle is uh, not showing what I feel they will become in week four, and that'll be their first next test, Birmingham Brother Rice. And and that's a program that has dominated De La Salle 43-15 to all time. But the Pilots have taken four of the last five. That'll be a good one. Illegal participation is the call after the fumble against De La Salle. It's a helmet. Helmet came off. wasn't his fault, but he kept in the play, and that is why I think they flagged him, Jeremy. Giannone wants an explanation. Helmet comes off okay. That's not a problem. If the helmet comes off and you try to get back in the play, sure. that's a problem. That's a illegal. That's a flag. That point, yeah. That's right. Giannone doesn't like the call, but it is the right call. 
So 9 and 15, still the play in quarter number four here, 35 to 7 is the lead. And they're a touchdown away from a running clock scenario at this point here in the fourth. Wow. Who'd have thunk it? Muskegon saying we did. <laughs> Cameron Martinez handing it off to uh, Tommy Watts that time who was in motion. He sweeps to the 42-yard line in the second and three situation. You look at Muskegon and what they're trying to do with Shane and his 11th year, Jeremy, and, and, and this is a program that's just been a machine. Six straight state title trips, only losing one. I mean, this guy's something. The Ottawa-Kent Conference, black division. So look who we see at quarterback now. It's Amari Crowley. Ah, you got your wish. <laughs> You've been waiting three quarters. I, I was too, secretly. He's out of the gun. He's taking it for himself up the middle, but De La Salle meeting him for a couple-yard loss. Mm -hmm. Driving him backwards was Jaden Conklin, the junior linebacker. Yeah, first time we've called his name tonight. So he's back to the 41-yard line, brings up a third and four. With the clock still running at 8.07, remaining here in quarter number four. Yeah, you look at Muskegon, a team that just ran through their league last year, and their non-conference versus De La Salle's. Crowley looks to pass for the first time today. Now going to tuck and run in the end as the pocket collapsed. He's across midfield, well into De La Salle territory at the 25-yard line, and finally driven out of bounds at about the 18. Wow. Will Beasley in the end pushed him out. Crowley showing his legs at the quarterback position now. 40-yard run. The boys got some kick to him. Multi-talented. We've only we've only really saw anybody make the only guy that made an impression the first half offensively to me at least, Jeremy. I want your opinion was Martinez. I agree. I really, what anybody else? No doubt. And now in the second half, this is the Muskegon team that was advertised. This is a real tough look now with Crowley back there. I see why they like this. I see why you were excited to see him. <laughs> I get it, buddy. I want to see more, too. Tommy Watts behind him, the running back in the pistol here. He looks for a screen pass. That's to Cam Martinez. Martinez up to the 15, up to the 10, and inside to the 8. A couple penalty flags will fly as that play wraps up. Face mask likely the call on that. Freezes the clock momentarily at 7.09. 35-7, the Muskegon lead if they do punch one in. It's going to be another running clock scenario, which is something that De La Salle has not seen hardly at all. Was that another illegal participation call, or did he call face mask? Yeah, he did call illegal participation. Unreal. And Giannone is hot. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he should be. He is on the numbers at the 20-yard line asking for Bob Check to come over. He wants a discussion here with 709 remaining 35 to 7 the lead for muskegon back with more after this at our catholic league game of the week on the patriot the chsl game of the week on the patriot is sponsored by balance of nature socialism has been tried so many times by so many different people large groups of people small groups of people it always fails always just take a look at san francisco Los Angeles, where they've been under socialism for a longer time than we here in Michigan. And uh, it's, it's distressing. 
The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. Happening now, the CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot. Well, two illegal participation calls in about a couple minutes of game action led to Mike Giannone parking at our head referee for nearly our whole commercial break there. Mm-hmm. Livid. 7.09 to go, 35-7. to Crowley throws his first ball into the left side of the end zone looking for Quentin Reynolds. A little bit too high and out of play. Going to bring up a second and goal from the four. Muskegon has not shied away from competition in non-conference, Jeremy. They got... King next week, and then East Grand Rapids. And then they start their schedule uh, for real. That is something. King and De La Salle to start the year. You can't say Muskegon didn't come out this year and play some folks. <laughs> you play the team that you lost the state title to in week two, and you play the team that won the Division One state title in week one. That's going at it. And Not that bad. Like, no, and that sounds like a, what Catholic League teams do, but a lot of public school teams don't do that. Let's give credit where credit's due to Muskegon for doing so, such. Crowley going to take it for himself again. He's been successful on the ground in a couple attempts. This time he is taken for a half-yard loss. And Shane Fairfield talked about that. He said, look, De La Salle has lost their first game of the year, back-to-back years, but gone on to win the state championship. Right. I'd much rather lose my first game, play a tough opponent, and then turn around and win it and when it matters in, in week 15. Yeah. He's got that same mentality as Mike Giannone and George Porritt, Coach K, Brother Rice, and Coach Anderson at CC, who will play King tomorrow right here, which you'll have the call on Jeremy Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Someday there will be Jeremy Radio. I know it. Handoff up the middle. That's Tommy Watts who finds the end zone. Maybe there's no signal quite yet, and now they do signal that he is in. Tommy Watts makes it a 35-point advantage, pending the extra point with 6:08 remaining. Tommy Watts, track star. They've got two track stars. Finally, we see him, and boy, he's got a little burst. Touchdown, 42 to seven. No, it's going to be two. Marcus Burns trying to tell me he's going to miss this extra point. (laughs) Oh, yeah? You think so? Okay. All right, Burns, you're on. Gambling's illegal at WDTK, and I never slice. And he does miss the extra point. Oh, Burnsy. So no running clock with 6.08 left. It's 41-7 instead. Back with more after this in our Game of the Week on the Patriots. Stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Cush Paint and Nahez Recruiting. Celebrating its 100th anniversary, Siena Heights University is offering its popular Discover Day, Saturday, November 2nd, for high school students and their families at the Adrian campus. Visitors will have the opportunity to learn about the admissions process, tour campus, engage with staff and faculty, and find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities Siena Heights has to offer. Visit go.siennaheights.edu forward slash discover to sign up. Join us November 2nd and learn what the Siena effect is all about. Coverage of the CHSL Game of the Week continues on The Patriot. 
Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush to bring the call here today. Six and change to play in a 41-7 game in favor of the Muskegon Big Reds. It's been all them here in the second half, second half of action. Yep, here we go. Perhaps the final drive for the Pilots. No man's land. Yeah, a little pop-up kick up to the 25-yard line. Took a spinning bounce to the 29 that they just ended up falling on. That's... Griffin Phillips, the defensive backslash running back, coming up to fall on that one. So it's a dealer's hell offense. It's going to have to figure things out, certainly in week two and three, and then prepare for Brother Rice in week four, their first Catholic League matchup. You know, Shane Fairfield had an interesting comment. I thought it was pretty cool. He said, it'll be interesting. It'll be good travel for us. A lot of motivation needed for this matchup. And we're facing a state championship caliber team in De La Salle. He says, this I'm sorry, I'll pick it up after this, Jeremy. It's J.C. Ford at quarterback now for De La Salle as he looks to throw it right away. He has Ty Kowalski at the 40-yard line, but see, sees it go out of his hands and complete second and ten. Yeah, J.C. Ford, who came in last year and played in the playoffs, Ford's uh, a junior, and he transferred in from Rochester Adams. They like him a lot, young kid. But Fairfield says this experience at Wayne State should provide the players with great lasting memories and allow many Eastsiders to see us play for the very first time. It's a good point. I mean, they've been down here six straight years in Detroit to play for the state title. Uh, but really, a lot of folks have not seen Muskegon in this area and it's it's exciting it's a different brand of football we don't see a lot forward with a handoff to jordan rogers and rogers with a full steam ahead gains the first down up to the 40 to the 45 yard line and just shy of midfield in the end up to the 47 557 left to play in the final quarter 41 to 7 is the lead for muskegon so we see jc ford come in and get some reps for Stepnitz just looking to see what he can do. Obviously, Chad saying that he got some meaningful snaps last year. Yeah, he did. He kind of rotated in, but but just to get his feet wet. They like him a lot. He's a great athlete. McCullum, the running back in motion from the near side. It's going to be Ford who keeps the football. He's up to the 45-yard line. Breaking a seven on first down. Anthony Sarah also checks into the lineup at wide receiver. Kid who also we saw basketball. So second and two as a scrimmage from the 44-yard line. Left to right, De La Salle is moving here in quarter number four. Ford in the gun. Hands it off to Gino Pellioni. We have not called out today. And he... Loses yardage on that play. Couple Spe of yards. Speaking of calling out, I butchered his name in the first quarter, and you didn't call me out. <laughs> Such a jerk. Such a jerk. Just sometimes. I know. <laughs> I wish I didn't like you so much. I wouldn't be so mean. Oh, man. Third and six now. I'd like to see Ford put it in the air again. Yeah, why not? 4.23 left in the fourth. Good block. As uh, they try to send Julius Sims in on the rush, and Ford going to keep the football. Fumbled it. Looks like it rolled out of bounds, though, at the 
41 yard line on the far side. He's going to gain that first down with that spot, I believe, though. J.C. Ford's a good athlete. He's a little bit more of a runner than thrower at this point. This kid's got some wheels. He's got some athleticism and toughness. He trucks a kid at the 40. Did fumble it. Got to keep that ball on the left arm. Near the sideline, he did, and it rolled out of bounds. Just what his coach, coach taught him. So first down and 10 from the 41-yard line now. Four and 13 remaining and. Quarter number four, 41-7, the lead for Muskegon. Two wideouts to the right for J.C. Ford. He has Pelioni to his right in the gun. Ford wants to throw, has some time, ranges across the W logo at Wayne State here as he tiptoes his way out of bounds and is going to gain maybe one up to the 40. Yeah, solid job to sniff the sideline, hang around, and not throw it across his body. That's dangerous, and for a young quarterback, tempting to throw back in the middle field. He did not. Goes out of bounds. Gets a short gain. Lives to see second down. Clock stops at 4.04 after he did roll out of bounds. And Shane Fairfield talked about it. There was a lot of people doubting his squad, as funny as that may sound. They made it to the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. Watt said, hey, you're losing four out of the five of your offensive line, which was a big part. They averaged 6'2", 309 on the offensive line. Still very big. Huge. Keep in mind, this year, lost three starters on offense, returned seven starters on defense, so that was something that they were leaning towards. But they said, hey, can they actually make another run? Obviously, today is not the end-all, be-all in terms of answering that question, but it's... A start to saying yes, I think. Muskegon? Yes. Make a run. Oh, they're going to make a run. They're going to go. They're in Division Three now. So, I mean, you know, it, it's a – not that Division Three's a slouch. you got to deal with the St. Mary's and others in Division Three. But, hey, look, um, Muskegon's on their way. Muskegon is – we thought both these teams might be a little down from last year. You can't go any further up if you're De La Salle, right? You've won back-to-back. Sure. So we thought they'd be down, to be fair. They've lost a lot of guys. They lost 41 guys, okay? But Muskegon, I don't think they budged much. I think they've reloaded. Might be a notch lower, but they're still the favorite. Mick McCabe picked them as the favorite to win Division Three. J.C. Ford going to be brought down well into the backfield. And in fact, back in his own territory at the 46-yard line. Billy Johnson, again, picking up that sack. Quinshawn Clincy. Junior defensive lineman also getting a piece of him. Yeah, Ford didn't have much to work with there. Line let him down a little bit, had to improvise on his own, and gets thrown back for a sack. There'd be days like this for De La Salle. We just didn't think they'd be this bad. The lopsidedness of this score this day. But they'll be back there, believe it. Third 20 now. Short screen. Hey, it's Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. So thrilled to be in Detroit with all of my camp house buddies. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. God bless America. Good morning, everybody. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. 
Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. Billy, let's go fishing. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors, Saturday morning at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Mike Gallagher believes we live our values. The words of Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman who believes that we Americans don't live our values. Guess who lives our values? We do. No, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, we live our values because this is the greatest country on the planet. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The technical difficulties at Tommy Field, it was a turn run downs and last couple plays while we were on. It's up to the three yard line. Your first down and with 3.05 left in the fourth quarter. 41 to 7 is Skeegan lead as they take the football back. Crowley's still in there at quarterback. He takes it from the pistol and hands it straight up the middle. We'll see him sure a heavy dose of handoffs here. We may even see a few knees in a couple plays as this is up across the 35 to the 36 yard line sets up second and six muskegon last uh, played detroit king in the kickoff classic back in 2009 when they beat king 40 to 21 we'll see what they're made of next week actually to see king tomorrow yeah and no cc bowl that'll be a fun one absolutely they delay as long as they can, letting the play clock go within 10 seconds here. Crowley, handoff right, gains a about a half yard on that one. It's Pierre Johnson who takes it out of the backfield, the guy that's made a good amount of plays on defense at the DB position. Mm-hmm. Third and a long five, just over two minutes left on that running clock now. I love it when the Catholic League teams go at it and, and aren't afraid to play in non-conference like Catholic Central, St. Mary's, Delos. I mean, these is it's fun to see that these teams are going out playing uh, brother all the Catholic, all the Double A schools. I mean, they go out, they, they they play other top teams. It's fun to see. Good. A left. Or one to seven in favor of here. Offit, slot receiver gets time at running back on the handoff into the forty-yard line. That's going to bring up a fourth down and three. Skeegan just ran through their league last year. Last year, Miss. Scores that we saw, I mean, you know, 49-21, 72-14, 63, 49, 70-6, 55, 62 points. These guys must get a lot of time in the year is my point. <laughs> you think so? Your backups are going to be pretty sharp. It's a nice luxury to have. You don't have that luxury if you're the teams because of what I said a little bit earlier. You're playing top-quality opponents. Now, it's not Muskegon's fault, right? The, the conference is, for lack of a better term, weak. But teams like De La Salle and Catholic League teams get better because they're playing against the best. Maybe last year it caught up to Muskegon that their conference they play in just isn't as strong as some of the others that continue to get better. But 
I'm certainly not taking anything away from Muskegon, but the level of competition, not their fault, in the conference is, is much weaker than what we see in the Catholic League. They're going to punt and let the clock wind down all the way to 5.3 seconds and take a timeout. Surprised they took a timeout and not just let it go and took the penalty. Yeah. Five seconds left, huh? Now there's, yeah. Well, my goodness, what's going on in the postgame? What do we got cooking, Patna? Well, we have uh, Brendan Johnson and company coming up shortly in our CHSL Drive Home Show. They'll be with you to at least 10.30 here on the Patriot. I'm sure we're going to talk about some games that happened today. There was a good amount of them. Talk about some of the ones yesterday and preview a couple of the ones coming up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll be fun. I'll be tuned in. So they will punt it away. Penalty because Zelisso jumped here. <laughs> oh boy, this is the longest 5.3 seconds of your young life. It is. My goodness. Offsides is the call. One more coming in from our head official with 4.3 seconds left. And at this point, you might as well just take a knee, right? Or it'd be a turnover and downs, but it doesn't matter, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well. Sometimes your staff goes above and beyond, and, and Lucas and, and Marcus both here. And um, I fumbled again. I fumbled during basketball and, and spilled a Mountain Dew in a can. Ironically, I spilled a Mountain Dew in a can, and that's the keto gods telling me stop drinking sugar. You're on the keto diet. Well, well, besides the point, Lucas and Marcus come in and save the day and just save all this debacle I spilled all over ourselves and you. <laughs> so I apologize for that, and I want to thank these two for their hard work tonight. I want to thank you for your hard work tonight, Jeremy. Great broadcast, good times, and uh, game two of maybe 20 this year is in the books. Absolutely. It's been a fun way to kick off the season. 41-7 to is your final score in our second game this week on the Patriot. More post-game when we come back on the Patriot. A recent survey about concussions found that while most high school coaches have stopped using phrases like, you just got your bell rung, and changed their attitudes about players toughing it out through injuries, most parents have not. Nothing in school sports is more important than the welfare of the participants. Not playing time, scoring points, setting records, or winning games. Learn more about concussions at the health and safety page of the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Mike Gallagher believes we live our values. The words of Ilhan Omar, a congresswoman who believes that we Americans don't live our values. Guess who lives our values? We do. No, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, we live our values because this is the greatest country. On the plan. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Stay tuned for the post game show next on The Patriot. Did you know that the Catholic High School League football game of the week is on social media? Search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today and give us a follow. There you'll find coverage announcements, our play of the week, news surrounding Catholic League football, and more. We encourage all listeners to use the hashtag CHSLFootball as well to interact with us on the air. Again, search CHSL Go on Twitter and Instagram today. FM 101.5 and AM 1400 is your home for the best high school football coverage in Metro Detroit.
For the Lions Catholic Credit Union, whether in person or on the phone, you have access to professionals dedicated to helping you navigate your financial goals. And their first-rate mobile app allows you to access your account anytime. Alliance Catholic has nine convenient locations around Metro Detroit. Credit Union members can use nearly 30,000 around the country, including most 7-Eleven locations without a surcharge fee. So whether you're looking for a lot of help managing money or just a little, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to join today. Federally insured by NCUA, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Jeremy Otto back alongside Chad Bush. 41-7 is your final score in this one in favor of Muskegon. All right, Muskegon opened the scoring with an eight-play, 34-yard drive after the second play of the game was a fumble by DeLaSalle. And with 8.15 to go, 7-0 Muskegon on a uh, touchdown run by Martinez of one yard. DeLaSalle was driving, had a chance to kick a short 25-yard field goal and uh, missed it. And that ended essentially the first quarter. 7-0 Muskegon after one. Second quarter started with a Muskegon punt, but De La Salle would come back with 8.44 to go on a drive of 2 minutes and 16 seconds, five plays, 24-yard drive. It was a Stanley touchdown run from 16 yards out, tying the score at 7. Muskegon would answer back, and a 4-minute, 37-yard minute-long drive. They would come back with a Martinez two-yard touchdown, 14-7 Muskegon. Muskegon would add on one more before halftime to make it 21-7 on a Martinez 62-yard touchdown run. Halftime score 21-7 Muskegon. Third quarter. Scoring one touchdown and it was Henderson who got on the board for Muskegon to start the second half. A five-yard run. Muskegon was quickly up 28-7 after they got the ball to start it. And then De La Salle unable to score uh, really in, in the third after getting inside the red zone twice. And in the fourth quarter, it was Muskegon with a Walker touchdown, three yards out, and then capped the scoring off 41-7 to with a miss, missed extra point. Tommy Watts with a six-yard touchdown run with 6.08 left. 41-7, to your final score. Well, we'll chat with the guys back at the studio. Brendan Johnson and Gus Vanderdonk are waiting to take over for the CHSL Drive Home Show. That's in a little bit here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, it's Sean Belegian, and we are back. That's right, Warrior football back right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 at AM 1400, The Patriot. Don't miss a second of the GLIAC action as the Warriors look to get back on top in the GLIAC Conference. Along with my broadcast partner, Josh Rennell, Wayne State Hall of Famer, join us each and every week as we follow the journey of the 2019 Warriors right here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Dennis Prager is tired of the media coverage of the president. There's always another example of the president being divisive. The president basically said, why would a Jew vote Democrat? How, How could this be? Jews... I want you to be more faithful to your people and to the Jewish state. That is now white nationalist advocacy. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Whether you're looking to move or to stay put, now is a great time to purchase or refinance a home. Our friends at Alliance Catholic Credit Union can help. 
Whether you want a fixed rate or an adjustable one, want to retire in 15 years or lock in 30, want to buy an existing home or build a new one, they have mortgage options for you today. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you get more than competitive rates and great selection. You receive personal expert service that is fitting for any member. So whether considering a mortgage or just looking for trusted help managing your money, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is your financial guardian angel. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to apply today. Federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Now time for our Cush Paint Play of the Game. We certainly had a lot on the Muskegon side, but pick one, Chad Bush. Cush Paint Play of the Game was uh, right in the second quarter. De La Salle had just scored a touchdown to make it 7-7 to with 8.44 to go. Muskegon's following drive, the ensuing drive, was a touchdown drive, their longest of the game, and it was a Martinez run of uh, 62 yards to end the half after a uh, well, midfield decision by De La Salle to go for it. The decision was burned as Muskegon would go with Martinez around right end, 62 yards to make it 21-7 to before half uh, with about a minute left. That was a big deciding factor in this game, a turning point, and it changed it from a one-score game that it was about to be at halftime if De La Salle punts, most likely, into a 21-7 to game. After they failed to make it on fourth down, gave it over, turned it over, and uh, back to Muskegon with a quick touchdown after two plays. Brendan Johnson and Gus Vanderdonk are waiting to take over in our WDTKs in, Stern, in Ferndale for our CHSL Drive Home Show. Brendan, what do you got coming up? Well, Jeremy, I think I need like a therapy dog to comfort me after this game today. But, uh, no, we're going to get into this one. And there's a lot of games that happened last night. And if you listen to the show... <laughs> We could only get to so many games, right? So we got a lot to talk about from last night. There were a couple games, as mentioned, that went into lightning delays. A couple of them didn't finish till today. There was a game out in Lowell that they played late last night to like midnight, 1230 in the mornings when that game went final. So we'll talk about those. We'll talk about this game for De La Salle, what what this means for them. You know, you already mentioned it. Mike Ginoni has not won an opening game at De La Salle in all four years he's been there. What does this mean? Does this mean anything? Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this game. A couple other games going on. And then obviously the CC game tomorrow is a huge one as well. So a lot of good stuff coming. And we'll have Catholic Central versus Toledo Whitmer on our air next week from uh, Father Elmer Stadium uh, out in Novi. So that should be a good one as well. The Elm. Yeah. The Elm. <laughs> be good to see the crew out there. Good night tonight, Jeremy. Not for our CHSL team, but, uh, hey, this is a ball game that they'll take note of. And as you mentioned, and Brendan, good point. They have not won a game. I didn't know that. In Giannone's tenure, game one. But guess what? They get better. This team has gotten better under year, every year under him. And uh, three out of the last five years have ended with a title for the builder of boys and makers of men. Yeah, not a bad ratio at all. We'll see how that shapes up this year. Well, we'll hand it over to the studio now to Brendan Johnson and Gus Vanderdock when we come back for our CHSL Drive Home Show. We want to thank everybody involved with our broadcast here today. Our executive producer back in the studio, Brian Poleski. Um, Alex Camardiota is back behind us, along with Marcus Burns. And everybody involved, including my broadcast partner, Chad Bush, today. My name is Jeremy Otto. We will see you next week.
The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, Balance of Nature, Cush Paint, and Nahez Recruiting. Learn more about Catholic League football at chsl.com. And stay tuned to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.